Hello and welcome to episode number 155 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. This is our humongous end of year podcast. Uh, so it is split into two different chunks. First chunk is a really long part, which is two separate recordings, which is Justin and Angelo and me. And then a second part, which is even Rich and me. So just uh, as short of an intro as humanly possible, because this podcast is over three hours. So you might want to listen to this in two different chunks. I considered it splitting it up, but that would mean that the rest of the New Year's podcast goes up next week and next week is going to be a similarly split episode that talks about the last jedi so you're gonna at the end of the year and the beginning of next year a huge ridiculously long podcast uh so basically you can listen to this for the rest of the week if that's how you split things up uh one quick plug in a couple of weeks uh sunday january 14th luke there's recording his uh album at New York Comedy Club, you can uh, check him out on Twitter at Luke there on Twitter and get hooked up with the discounted tickets because the tickets the night of, I believe, are $22. So it's $22 plus a two drink minimum. If you get in ahead of time, they are 10 So yeah, uh, support Luke. He's a really funny dude and he's recording his album. Go check that out. A couple of us are going to be down there. And yeah, we might have a little bit of a podcast after the album thing to have him come on and, you know, talk about it and plug it once that is done. But yeah, that is it for the plugs because this episode is entirely too long, but it's what happens, you know, when Justin and Angelo and me get together after we don't see each other for a couple of months. Uh, That actually is going to be, we're going to be having podcasts more often than we used to because all of our schedules have now changed but in the meantime enjoy this episode if there's anything you disagree with there's a lot of retread a lot of stuff that we have talked about before on the podcast it's just year end so we cover everything including bright and a bunch of other stuff video games it really runs the gamut we didn't really do comic books because part of that part of podcast actually didn't end up happening we're probably going to be doing that in a couple of weeks, we're going to be checking in with Eliel for another comic book podcast. Okay, at Neuropoco on Twitter, hit subscribe if you have not. Let us know what you think. Leave a review on iTunes, the whole deal. My God, this intro is already too long, and it's only three minutes. So get into it. It is uh, episode 155, Neuropoco podcast, the humongous year end of 2017. Yep. That's usually how dying works. Hold on, let me go over here. Make sure it looks like the waveform is a waveform. It's good. Is the waveform a waveform? Yeah, it's a waveform. Are we, are we good? Uh, can we? Okay, that seems to be me. Alright, All right, can you hear me? I'm dead. You're weak. It seems like the waveform knows that I'm dead. I had seconds. Welcome back to Jamie Kills Us All with Macaroni and Cheese. I'm your host, Steve Darkness. <laughs> Sure thing, Steve. <laughs> it's a thing that I occasionally do. I, uh, it, it's uh, I, I, I kill you with kindness. And my version <laughs> of kindness is really, really thick, fatty. <laughs> Today's episode, we're gonna look back at what happened in 2017. What are the things that happened? Mac and cheese. Discuss. <laughs> All I'm saying that love- your way of killing people with kindness is to kill them with mac and cheese. You must be a real boon to the market for cardiologists. <laughs> 
Yep. So what do we want to... I mean, I have a list. I'm sure you guys... I'm sure Angelo has a list. Um, what happened in 2017? Jamie drinks out of three cups at the same time. Because he could tell the difference between... I could not. You are correct. Cups. <laughs> I did not realize it. I did not realize it. It's a rushing, nesting doll of cups. I had no idea these are three separate cups. I'm glad you were drinking from a Troska cup. Uh... 2017, great year or greatest year. Sucks all around, disgusts. Uh, so, <laughs> I for one am super glad that 2017 is over. I, I thought that 2017 was definitely going to be a better year after the hellscape that was Dead Celebrities 2016. But then, like, a lot of people died of, like, natural causes in 2016. And, like, 2017 was, like, the year of suicides and overdoses. And yeah. that was depressing. Um, overall, I hated 2017 less than I hated 2016. But that's just because 2016 had, like, crushed my heart and, like, stomped on it. So, at this point, I just kind of feel like everything's horrible forever. So, eh. Well, as a... I forget which one of them it was on Dana Google podcast. They have a segment called, uh, uh, what is it? Something like Talking Politics with Two Guys from Boston. Uh, and it's just these two, like, Southie dudes. But one of them was referring to the previous uh, year, and I always like using it as a fucking a paper bag, a wet paper bag full of fish hooks. <laughs> And I was just like, okay! <laughs> I you feel know, like funny, that... It's funny that he says that, because that's kind of how it feels to be from Boston. Yeah. Uh, I'm just dealing with my allergies. Professionalism on camera. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I, uh... On yeah. microphone, whatever. Even though Shut we are... We are yeah, yeah, yep. I do this all the time. That's <laughs> fine. Cough into the microphone, huge belch. Yo, right. so when I do podcast shit for my job, I try to be like super professional. When I do podcast shit for you, it's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm in my underwear. Who cares? I mean, I'm not. I could be. Do you want me to be in my underwear? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> so first things first, Punisher. Okay. What do we think of Punisher? Uh, I covered it. Uh, I mean, it had its... A lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about have had all... A lot of them have had their own episodes. Yeah, you're okay. late to the party, Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but it's okay. You, you it's don't, okay. You don't listen to Jamie's podcast? No, it's... I'm on Jamie's podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it's okay. Uh, because, you know, it's a year end, so we're like, uh... Summing up, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's the I excuse. really like Punisher. It, uh... <laughs> I have I couldn't quite put my finger on. I still can't really articulate. There was something that felt off about it. I think it might have been now that like that I've, like talked to it uh, with other people a lot that the the B plot just didn't work. Really? The micro plot? Yeah. Not the micro plot. No, no, no. That's that's part of the A plot. What's the B plot? The B plot is the whole agent her plot. And I liked her as a character, but I just don't think her plot worked. Uh. Really. Um yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's not that you're going to really have this with Punisher, but it's just like, it's going to have, it's 
all your female characters are going to be not that great. It's just like, but it, it's Punisher. So what are you, what are you expecting? Like you have the B plot was about a woman and it didn't really work. It's just like, mm, okay, you know. Uh, also, like positive thing, it's it, it, it even though it's part of the Netflix universe, it feels like its own, like the Marvel Netflix. Universe, it feels mm-hmm. like its own, completely its own thing. Yeah, I saw a really funny tweet that went something along the lines of. The beauty of the Marvel Universe is that the Punisher exists in the same world where Jeff Goldblum owns an orgy spaceship. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, okay. okay. Which is kind of great because they came out about the same time. You end up thinking about them in the same way, but they're totally different in every meaningful way. Um, John Bernthal, I, I feel like, turned in uh, a mesmerizing performance. He's great. Yeah, he's fan- God, he was fantastic. He, he is terrific, and I really wish... Like, I liked Punisher. I enjoyed it. I really, I just had a really intense binge watch of it. I really felt drawn in by every episode to watch the next one. Um, I don't feel like it dragged in the middle like a lot of Marvel Netflix shows did. It did. Um, I still feel like it was a couple episodes too long, but it didn't drag as much as yeah. the You didn't feel it as much as the I really want John Bernthal to be in something with writing equivalent to his talents as an actor. Like, he was okay. in... Daredevil Season 2 was very meh. The best moments were the ones were the ones he was in. Um, yeah. The other thing that you know him for is Walking Dead, and really most of his time is spent in Season 2, which was the worst season of that show by far. You could tell, because of our favorite character. Fat Zombie Fat Zombie in a well, yeah. Fat Zombie in a well. And, and I just keep wanting him to be in better things. <laughs> Projects that we not. were going to do, and then by the time we could actually get around to doing them, the idea was completely passe. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, being an adult is hard, you know. The, uh, what I did enjoy, one of the things I really did enjoy strongly about it is that it portrayed both the pro-gun and anti-gun lobbies as the tremendous buffoons that they are. Yeah. Um, the pro-gun lobby is a bunch of shitty, horrid, racist frauds, and the anti-gun lobby can still afford private military contractors to keep them safe. (laughs) And in fact, are, you know, part of a government that is a large cause for why things and people are unsafe. And I was like, that looks about right to me. (laughs) That seems, that seems about right. Um, one person did, one of my friends I was talking about it made a really good point that Karen Page is really the only voice you're, you're meant to take seriously and has a very strongly pro-gun voice, but it's a pro-gun pacifist voice, which I thought yeah. was really interesting, was like, you really, 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 really shouldn't kill people if you can avoid it at all. Yeah. At all at all. Like, you shouldn't, it's not like, I got a gun and it's awesome, like, you know, which is very much like the self-defense concealed carry thing. It's like, I got a gun and woo! Yeah. You know, it's like, I have a gun because horrible things happen to me because I happen to be friends with Matt Murdock and Frank Castle. (laughs) Yeah. Like, her circle of trust is just way too wide and includes way too many violent-ass white dudes. Like, she just needs to take a vacation somewhere. A couple people who, uh, I know who, uh... Including, interestingly enough, uh, and I have def- I definitely have come around on this movie, and I might have discussed it with Justin, I don't know if I discussed it with Angelo, uh, Punisher Warzone, if you watch it as like, sort of, more akin to the Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon run of Punisher. It's kind of a parody. It's kind of like, it's supposed, it's deliberately over the top. Yeah. Which is something that I didn't consider really, the first time I watched it, it was like, this is terrible. 
and then like kind of like thought about it and watched a little bit more of it like again and I was just like wait a minute so much of this is like it's so like one note and sort of like like if if you watch it again and you consider it you're like okay there's no way this isn't intentional yeah and then it becomes funny as hell mm. like it's it's like the first time I watched it, I was like, "This is just a terrible movie." And then the second time I watched it, I was like, "No, this is a great movie. It's hysterical. If like it's and if it's it's supposed to be hysterical, like and that's what like makes it better." But the director of that, Lexi Alexander, who by the way is if you Google uh, Max Landis, Lexi Alexander, there's a whole thing there. A uh, more reason why Max Landis is a trash person, which we will get to when we discuss Bright. Uh, but what she said when they asked her is like, hey, would you ever want to do episodes of like the Punisher series? And she's like, I think it's, you know, during this time of age, I don't think if I had to do Punisher again, I would want it to be a white dude who walks around shooting people. Like, it's yeah. just, it's just kind of, she's like, because she's, uh, I forget what her background is, but uh, she's not white. And she's just like, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's what we yeah. need to be seeing right yeah, now. Yeah, sure, no, honestly. that's legit. And... All the women and all the characters of color were really deeply deprotagonized. Um, yeah. Dina Madani, I thought the actress who portrayed her was really great, but I thought it was yeah. really a shame. Yeah, it made me feel for her, even though her, yeah. th that plot line <laughs> didn't work. It was really a shame that, that also they didn't manage to find a Persian actress for that role. Like, she is a person of color, right. but she's not actually Persian or Arabic or any of that. So that was kind of a shame. But, you know, I felt like she did a great job with what she was handed. Um, I liked Sam Stein's character, but yeah, I, I, that B-plot never really, I don't know, I had really mixed feelings about that. I, I also feel like they made, as soon as I was like, wait, Billy Russo? Like, Jigsaw Billy R Russo? Like, that he's not a mobster, they made him like Frank's friend mm -hmm. in the military. I was like, oh wow, they actually, they took a character who in the comic books is kind of like a, a uh, like a B-level villain kind of flunky dude. Mm -hmm. And they made him like an actual interesting character. Yeah. Now, and that actor did a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, he was great. Wow. They, they really, given that they were going to make a point about how beautiful he was like repeatedly, yes. they really cast the right guy because he was fucking gorgeous. Like, yeah. He was really Very pretty beautiful. dude. <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious to see like if they do Punisher season two and they seem like they're totally leading to that. Like... If they're gonna bring back Billy Russo and like what he's gonna look like, he's gonna be Jigsaw. Just, yeah, no, I know he's gonna be Jigsaw. Yeah. But I'm curious, like how they're gonna do his makeup, like how bad he's gonna look. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, because if you look at like Dominic West, what he looks like, and then Dominic West, what they did him up to look like Jigsaw, he kind of looks like Leatherface from fucking Texas <laughs> yeah, 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 Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. And so, um, there's another part of that part of uh, you're talking about. Punisher Warzone. Punisher right? Warzone. Yeah, that's another one of those things where like, this is terrible, and then when I watch it again, it was like, this is... You know what it was? It was someone pointing out, I think it was Ben uh, DJ Benamine from Fanbros pointed out, it was like, it was like, no, no, no. There's a scene in that movie where there's these villains, and I've said this before on the podcast, and I've mentioned it maybe more than once, where it's like, there's a scene in that movie where they have these guys who do parkour, and they make kind <laughs> of an idea, like a big deal about the fact that they do parkour, and then... They're like running across rooftops, and one of them does a flip, like for, from one rooftop to another. And while he's in midair, the camera pulls out, and the Punisher shoots him with a rocket launcher and blows him up in midair. <laughs> and I was just like, and if you don't watch that scene and start laughing, 
then you don't understand that movie. Like, yeah, that's legit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, and it, it was really frustrating for me to be watching this and have so many like kind of like deep problems with it. And yet still be so, like, entranced by the actor playing Mike yes. Rowe and John Bernthal. Yes. Okay. And, like, you know, and the guy who plays Billy Russo. And it's just, like, there were so many great things about it. And it was so flawed in, in other ways that are, like, viscerally important to me. Okay. Yes. Okay. That... I don't know about it, like, flawed in ways that are viscerally important to me. But I do think that there were, there were aspects of that while I was watching it where I was just, like... I was like, I, I, I don't know. I, a lot of times when, I, when I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how to feel about this, and like eight times out of ten was like, no, this is actually wrong. Or I think something is wrong here. Or I think this is being executed badly. But because I'm like engrossed in like the overall of it, it's like I just can't articulate specifically what's like, something feels wrong about this. I don't know what it is. So yeah, Punisher. That being said, because he brought up Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok was great. I oh, think that yeah. might have been no, the that was terrific. I think that might. I mean, I forget, did just you talk about, about that on the podcast before. I did, or, but we did a review of it. But I will say that of like all the Marvel, did Spider Man Homecoming come out this yeah. this year? Mm-hmm. Earlier, yeah. I think, and I'll get to some a little bit of that because I have some thoughts on that one too. Uh, as far as like nerd, like superhero movies, like Thor Ragnarok and. Spider-Man Homecoming might have been the best one, in my Yeah, it was a very well-crafted, entertaining movie with a terrific journey for the main character and great performances. I I think that Thor Ragnarok may have been overall more entertaining. More entertaining, yeah. More, like, fun. I, I I wouldn't call it the better movie, but just... Like, it was two hours of watching all the main characters eat shit repeatedly, like, in multiple different ways, you know? Like... And Guardians 2 was fun as well. Yeah. yeah. Guardians 2, though, I would say out of the three was the least Was good. Guardians 2 this year? Yeah, it was. Oh, man. I don't even remember that Exactly. Like, exactly. That's like, like ages ago. So yeah. many... But that's because, like, every year now, it's like so many, like, nerd films come out, like superhero films, that, like, you, you forget what's come out this year. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I, I watched it again. I will say that that movie had a ton of heart. It did. Like, out of the three, it had the most heart. Um, and while Thor Ragnarok was a lot of fun, I wouldn't say that it had a ton of heart. It did. Like, it uh, was really trying to reinvent the characters. Like, Thor Ragnarok is the last Jedi of the Thor series. <laughs> it was like, we're not doing these things anymore. We're not doing any of that. All that is gone. We're keeping this. We're getting rid of that. And by the way, fuck you. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, Thor, like, I- I'm going to come out and say this. Thor kind of sucks. Like, Thor did suck. Yeah. Those first two movies were whack as like, not, like, Even just, like, as a comic book fans, like, Thor comics uh, were never interesting. Generally when, speaking, yeah. Yeah, when Thor was Thor. When Thor was just, look at how mighty I am. Blah, 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 Norse, Norse, Norse. Like, <laughs> like, it was never interesting. It got more interesting when Thor played off other members of the Marvel Universe because no one else in the Marvel Universe acted like that. And that's a lot of what Thor Ragnarok did. It made Thor feel very out of place um, in the cast of characters. Well, that that's one um, of the reasons why uh, the argument has been made by my friend Eve that, that uh, Captain America the First Avenger is a very boring film. Mm-hmm. Because Cap by himself at least in the MCU, although I love Chris Evans, mm. is not a particularly... He's better when he has other characters, oh, which yeah. is why Civil War is so great, because yeah, he has mm-hmm. all of these other characters. I mean, even Winter Soldier is a very, very good film. Like, 
the it, it's I love that film for the romance, the unresolved romance between uh, Captain and America and Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> actually, I prefer World War Three. Some if it's all the same for you, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, Cap, Cap, nice. Cap and Cap and, and um, Peggy Carter, I think, are, is it was going to be one of the great unresolved uh, hero Sharon romances. Sharon Carter, hmm? or Peggy, Peggy. Peggy's the Peggy's the mom. Peggy's the aunt. Peggy's the OG. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which, in by, First Avenger. Which, which, yeah, which, by the way, uh, Agent Carter was great. Oh uh, yeah, I really, I didn't see the third, I didn't see the second season. It wasn't enough to quite hold me, but I yeah. love the first season. Yeah, loved it. And uh, it's a shame the second season was so weak. Yeah. Uh, also, just a couple of things about because I, I recently you could probably track some of these things down on YouTube mm -hmm. uh, but I bought the Spider-Man Homecoming Blu-ray and one of the great extras they have on there mm -hmm. is they have maybe four maybe up to six I can't remember how many it actually is Captain America PSAs mm. oh nice and they are all like hysterical there's there's, you know, one about, like, purity. There's one about, like, eating properly. And they're all, like, done in that, like, really, like, stuff. And he's in his old cot. You know, nice. clearly it's, like, yeah, making yeah. fun of, like, that old. Totally. Like, but they're so funny. Yeah. Um, and, and Chris Evans, we kind of knew ooh. was funny. This year, we didn't know that Chris Hemsworth was funny. Yes. And Chris Hemsworth is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, he is really funny. It's interesting, if you read about, like, the making of that film, he was, uh... He made the joke that, like, the, like, the cutting of his hair was really, like, the, the... The catalyst of that, I was just like, we're cutting... Oh, I get to be a... I don't have to be that guy anymore. Nice. Uh... <laughs> And that's that whole... And also because Taika Waikiki, like, his... And he plays... Apparently he plays three different characters in that. Wait, besides Kor. The director of Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. yeah. He oh. voiced Korg. But, 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 but the Korg is the best. Like, he's, yeah. like, literally the best character. Which one is Korg? Is he the big rock guy? Yeah, he's, he's the, the big rock, rock guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was good. Yeah, he was funny. <laughs> I thought that was actually Reese uh, Efries, who's the guy who worked with him on mm -hmm. uh, What We Do in the Shadow. Not Jermaine Clement. The guy who was the head of the wolf pack in... What we do in the shadows, which they're gonna make a sequel to called Swearwolves, and I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> Swearwolves? Swearwolves. Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? I, I, I saw the trailer and it looks terrific. Okay, you I have to see it. What We Do in the Shadows because there's a uh, there's a whole thing where Reese Effries, who's a like a very like dorky looking dude, but he's the alpha of the like one of the jokes is that there's werewolves, and he's the alpha of the werewolf pack, but he's like the least alpha looking dude in his like non-werewolf form mm -hmm. and one of the things that he says is like whenever they start to get angry and they start cursing he goes oh, no, 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 we're werewolves not swearwolves <laughs> <And apparently, laughs> but in his new zealand accent so it's even funnier when he says it that's awesome. yeah uh also thing about spider-man homecoming that i've said before but i have watched now watched a, a couple of times the other spider-man movies and it's funny to you don't realize how much was wrong with the other Spider-Man movies until you watch Spider-Man Homecoming and you're just like, wow, when they do it right, I didn't realize how many things they did wrong in the other films. By wrong, do you mean like not in line with canon or wrong, just bad film wrong? 
All of the above. Oh, well, okay, so the Marvel Universe in general had a tonal shift this year, right? Yeah. The idea basically was instead of um, building up Marvel movies as badass action movies, right? Um, <clears throat> they used the general goofy tone of the dialogue, which... You had, you know, in like the Joss Whedon era. And so some would argue yeah. it had been over. It has yeah. been overdone, but but at this point you had you that was used to create a juxtaposition with the fucked up shit that was happening, and it made the fucked up shit hit closer to home. Like when you're watching Spider-Man: Homecoming, you're laughing genuous, like genuinely, um, <clears throat> at all the dialogue. And then when like it looks like people are gonna die, like when Spider-Man has to like hold the ship together with his webs and stuff. Yeah. That actually puts you at the edge of your seat. You feel that because it feels like the norm has been disturbed. And it's very different from uh, pre prior Marvel movies, which were either all action all the time or all jokes all the time. And it kind of lost that feeling, at least in my opinion. It's, like, it's, it's interesting because it's like, I feel like this year in the Marvel Universe was family year. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Thor, Thor Ragnarok was about, like, the broy relationship between Thor and Hulk, who are the only two heroes in the Avengers that are really on the same power level. Like, Vision is kind of yeah. in there with and, them. And, and, really. and also the fact that, like, you know, the relationship between Thor and his... It's all about his family. Yeah. Yeah, Thor, Thor and Loki and, and that whole thing. And then Guardians of the Galaxy was a family movie, not in the sense that I would take my kids to see it. Yeah. But, like, not that I have kids, but my imaginary kids. Um... <laughs> The my, my 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 theoretical in the future half yes. Jewish half Chinese children. Um, the this is getting more complicated. Like it's like, a it's a family movie. So you're gonna have to come back in time. With yes, your exactly, kids. exactly. No, it's it's a family movie in the sense that it's about the family that is the Guardians. It's about Yondu's position as as, as Star Lord's father. It's about Star Lord's actual father. It's about his relationship with Gamora and all these people and you know and and how they care for each other and like the. It was really beautiful, particularly my, my, towards my, the end. My friend Eve, who uh, has like some dad stuff, like that, all of that, like that was the part that like, yeah, really like, because there are certain things in movies. It's like if that's your thing, that like makes you emotional. It'll like, yeah, it'll like get grab you. you. Like that was that. Yeah. Uh, just as a, and I, I've said this before, but it, like a Spider-Man Homecoming, like, and just that's a father-son. Like yeah. Tony Stark, uh, fucking uh, Peter Parker relationship as well. Also, and it really there's also like a father son relationship between like Vulture and fucking Spider Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Michael Keaton, I love. Oh God, I love Alfred. I love Alfred Merliana in Spider Man Two, but he's just like Michael Keaton is. All, what makes him fantastic is just the the in the scenes where he's being a dad and being like this. Even, like, when he's kind of being evil, like, before, like, he threatens Peter at the homecoming dance, mm. he's kind of, like, this, like, you, this really believable as, like, just this working class dude mm. who's doing what he thinks is the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of steps over the line, but then, like... When... Tony Stark created that fucking problem, by the way. Yes. Like, Vulture would have just been Michael Keaton, family man. Like, yeah, if fucking Tony Stark had yeah. fucked him out of this. Like, he wasn't, like, looking to steal technology. He wasn't looking to be a criminal. He just was over-leveraged because he got a big city contract and he bought a whole <laughs> bunch of shit for that contract. Yeah. Which, any, as, as a small business owner myself, I can speak to that. Like, like <laughs> you, you think the money's coming, you prepare for that job, and then suddenly the money is not there. 
I, me too. I would fucking yeah. put on yeah, a goddamn wingsuit and start yeah, we're, stealing we're, we're, all, we're all in that situation. We're all in that right? situation, yeah. yeah. I would fucking, I fuck Tony Stark, and I wish they had fucking called him out on that, like, a little bit more. Uh, also, but that, I mean, I, I, bring, I brought it up a whole bunch of times, but that scene in the car, when he, like, turns back, he's so scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like... It, he's just, and I think it's just. And in a way, so it calm. is the fear you have of your friend's parents when yes. you realize that, like, there are adults in the world that just don't give a fuck about your life. Like, yeah. you know, you, <laughs> you know what? The, the the interesting thing that you bring up about Tony Stark creating all this, um, like, I did, I did feel like there is a little bit of a commentary, but uh, compared to the original Spider-Man movies, uh, the Vulture as a villain was so much more compelling for me. Um, because all the other Spider-Man villains, they tried to say, you know, oh, they're, they're sympathetic villains, yeah. you know, but like, um, Doc Ock was just like, I'm a normal doctor and now I'm not because mind control tentacles, yeah. you know, like. Which by the way, if you go back and watch one of the things like after watching Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, cause the Spider-Man movies have, and with the exception of Spider-Man 3 have gotten like progressively I'm saying this knowing that Amazing Spider-Man 2 also was kind of horrible. Uh, but there's been a slow upward movement of them. The first Spider-Man now with Tobey Maguire, you go back and you watch that movie and you're like, this movie's terrible. Well, yeah. Like, like, every, <laughs> I mean, they were, they were still, I feel like, building the blueprint for these movies when that yeah. movie came out. Like, yeah. I think, and I think we need to like kind of understand and appreciate that when we look back yeah. at it. Same thing with X-Men 1. Yeah. You know, like that's not, not a very at all. great. It's not that's that great. not a real good parts film. of it are great. Yeah, there are some cool moments like the cage match fight. Everything in the beginning where Wolverine and Rogue are by themselves. I would have watched two hours of Wolverine and Rogue by themselves. Yeah, and we kind of got that. It was called Logan. Also this year, also incredible. Yes, that uh, was also this year. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. I know. Right? <laughs> I completely wow. forgot that. That movie was fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I come around. Too. I had really mixed feelings. About that movie, and I still think it has a, a humongous third act problem. But uh, uh, oh, okay, so this year for me, this was the year of movies that had a million problems that I effusively loved anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's Logan. Logan was yes. a movie that had so many problems. You know, like it had pacing problems, it had story problems, it had tonal problems and every like the characters were so powerful and the performances were so powerful it's even better in black and white like i love that movie <laughs> um and like what, what hugh jackman about? seeing hugh jackman's last hurrah mm-hmm. as the character that started his career most people don't get to play the same character nine fucking times although yeah like, um, that's crazy <laughs> he, did, he did say he would do the role again if uh, Disney got the right... Did he uh, really? Yeah. He, he said, said he would do he it again? He said he would do the role Well, you know, you know what's the funny thing is, is uh, as you may or may not know, when they mm-hmm. were making Captain, Man's Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. they asked the Russo brothers, it was like, hey, if you had access to one character that we don't have the rights to yet. They, and it, it, it was like, even before they finished the question, they went, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah, so like, so Hugh Jackman said that if Disney approached him, if Marvel Studios approached him to do Wolverine again, he'd do it. That's awesome. So like, so That'd I'm hoping awesome. that they do do that. Um, similarly, um, I'm really hoping that uh, the way that Deadpool gets integrated into the Marvel Universe is just, he's the voice of the fans. Like, I hope he's just like, I thought I thought I, thought I was owned by Fox. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> 
You know, like like that would be amazing. Like as a meta commentary on IP ownership. Yeah, I'm the kind of person who like a meta commentary on IP. <laughs> like I'm the only person who who in the world who thinks that would be very exciting and funny to watch. But like, I think it would be very exciting and funny to watch. Oh man, um, this is why I was so popular in high school. <laughs> but but yeah, so like um, Logan was one of those movies. Uh, when we talk about uh, the Last Jedi, same deal. I genuinely loved everything about The Last Jedi, but I also can find so many things wrong with it. Um, right. You know? The way it upsets certain elements of... Well, okay, wait. Before yeah. we move on wait, to Star I Wars, just, I just, we, there are more things we need to say yeah, on I just, I just also... Uh, again, I think it's just because I watched mm -hmm. it recently. As far as, like, Spider-Man movies, like, I've said this before, Tobey Maguire was a pretty good Peter Parker, a not-so-great Spider-Man. Andrea mm -hmm. Garfield was a... Pretty good Spider-Man. I'm not so great Peter Parker. I actually really loved his Peter Parker, mainly for his relationship to Emma Stone's Gwen Yeah, well, and that was, that was, was 90% of those movies. Yeah. That was 90% of those movies. But, like... I'll always be... I didn't see the second Spider-Man. I heard it was bad, so I avoided it. But, like... There are parts of it that are great, and it's mostly the... The Gwen yeah. and Peter moments. I would have watched two hours of, of, of Peter and Peter and Gwen. Like, yeah. I really would have. Uh, we should bring back Gwenpool with Emma Stone. Yeah. Oh uh, my god, I would see so much Gwenpool. Like. Yeah. But uh, Tom Holland is... And it's it's ridiculous. He's terrific. That kid's great. He's got a bright future. But, but it's also like... I, It's crazy that like... You know, if you watch like the... The bonus features, which I don't always anymore. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm interested just because it was... And when they say this, it's like, yeah, we found this... When they found out, like they cast him as like he had a really good screen test. But it wasn't just that he had a really good screen test. In his audition tape, he was like doing stuff, and then he just uh, did a back handspring and a freestanding backflip. Because uh, he has dancing training and oh, gymnastic wow. training. And like they were saying when they were setting up all the stunts and doing all the CG, under normal circumstances where they would draw stuff, they were like, oh, we can't really have the actor do this. They went, we need to bring Tom back in and mocap him. Because apparently, like, everything that he was doing physically... Is that why it looked so good? Because yes. I thought it looked yes. very good. They said that everything that he did during, like, the test, the mocap test, they were just like, because he has the dancing training and the gymnastics training, they were like, every single time we, we called him back in. Mm. And we were like, we need more of him because what he's doing and we're getting from the mocap from him looks better than anything we could create ourselves. That's awesome. And, like, if you see, like, his, like, just the training and stuff, even there was a screen test with him and Chris Evans. And oh, it was, yeah? And you're just, like, they said this, and then you watch that, and you're just, like, yeah, where... This kid is perfect. Like, where did they he's find... He's, like, actual Spider-Man. He's actually <laughs> Spider-Man. Awesome. Yeah. Like, if he was... A, like, he's British, but I was just, like, if he was American, like, he, like... If you just if he just got bitten by a spider, you'd be like, yeah, that's Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he also did this thing that was right around the you know it's publicity for the film and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he went he went to a kid's cancer hospital and he visited a bunch of kids in the Spider Man costume, but spoke in his British accent. So you know kids don't think about that kind of thing. <laughs> and he walked out and was like, hello, do you know who I am? I'm Spider Man. I'm here to visit you. <laughs> and then he like while wearing the mask, and then he would take the mask off, and the kids were like, oh. <laughs> and yeah. it was pretty cool and they do that they did that they did a bunch of those they did it when like the uh, Civil War came out of course yeah a bunch of like and yeah is it publicity for movies yeah is it financially motivated yeah 
I get the sense from the footage that I saw. The stars are really into it, and it makes a bunch yeah, of sense. Like, 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 so, like, come here's on. Here's the thing. Oh, like, basically everything's financially motivated. Right now, you just have to have two drawers. Financially motivated things that hurt people and financially motivated <laughs> things that help people. Yeah. And, you know, as long as it's a financially motivated thing that helps people, what the fuck ever. Someone can make money on it and other people, you know, benefit yeah. from it. And yeah. that's fine. It also yeah. helps that, uh, like, back in Civil War, uh, when he was cast in Civil War, it was like... Because he was, like, 19, then I was like, oh, you cast an actual teenager to play a teenager. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, as far as, like, where you're saying, like, the funny moments, mm -hmm. uh, balancing out, like, when it's not funny, they did a classic, like, Spider-Man scene from the comic books when, like, all the stuff falls on him. Yeah. And there's a moment yeah, there. Cool there's a moment there before he lifts everything where he's, like, legitimately, like, scared and... Yeah, that was a for great help. scene. And it, that's, he was like a little kid. You he was just a little terrified hit. Like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, you are just a little kid. Like, fuck. Yeah. That, and that was a great scene. I want to watch that again now. Yeah, and, and, but there's so much stuff in What I said is, like, when you watch that and then you go back and you watch the other films, you're like, wow, there's so many things that, like, they tried to do and it just wasn't as good as this one. Yeah. I've yeah. seen so many movies this year. That's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. weird. I'm I mean, so... there were a lot of good movies that came yeah. out. A lot of just, like, fun spec fix sci-fi like a ton of good shit that came out this year um yeah it's wow yeah i really want to see that again now yeah damn it's uh, really so good diverse a really diverse cast yeah real like they're the queens like, that actually looks like queens yeah no seriously <laughs> i love i love that like at one point he like needs to get to manhattan and so he just runs through yards because that's the only way you can get from Queens to Manhattan. He just has to run through yards. But the, 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 scene, yeah, the, scene, where, the he, scene where he like like, goes like this and he's in a golf, web, it's it's a golf course yeah. and he just starts running. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's fucking great. And it, you know what's funny? It's is a love letter to the fans. There's too. so many things so in good. that movie too. Little details that I didn't notice until I watched it again, like. You, when he does, like, the web stuff, a lot of it isn't, like, building the building. Mm -hmm. It's him in the suburbs just kind of <laughs> yeah. scrambling. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice until really, really, the first time when he puts on, like, the mask and they play the, the Ramones, when he does yeah. the web and he swings it, you see, like, this, and then behind him, it's just a tiny thing that I've never seen them do. The web is still there. Oh, yeah. Like whenever he shoots a web and he thing like yeah. it, you could see it in the background like it's still because it hasn't dissolved yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could see like where it hits like there are these little things. Yeah, where it's yeah. like wow, you actually paid fucking attention to all that. I love it when he I, when he fucking uh, sticky webs fucking Donald Glover to his car. He's like, man, come on, I got ice cream in here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like and and that's one of the things that Marvel really gets right with its tone is that. Everything is so close to the ground. Like, both the good things and the bad things that you do affect people in these really real and very profound ways. Meaningful ways. Yeah. Which I think is just so terrific. Um, and that's something I think DC generally gets wrong, is that it creates these icons and then does nothing interesting with them. Well, part, part that being said, Justice League was not... Terrible. Yeah, no, fuck you, it was. I didn't see it. Yeah. And <laughs> okay, well, discuss this. That's fine. The, you I didn't think it was terrible, but it's, 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 I, I, if you think okay. it's terrible, I'm not they, going to. They, 
don't understand what makes DC characters compelling. That's the problem. Yeah, First of all, I agree Zack that. Snyder needs to get hit by a bus. Like that's, <laughs> you know, like he makes his punching is very pretty. You know, like his, I, his I can't, punching is I can't beautiful. deny that. But that's every character that Zack Snyder directs, right, is always a Zack Snyder fantasy. Like, yeah. Zack Snyder's Superman, Zack Snyder's Batman. It's always, wouldn't it be cool if I, Zack Snyder, were Zack Snyder's Batman, you know? And also, um, uh, I noticed this, and I was thinking about this a lot, and I talked about it when we did it, when I did the Justice League review, is... I mean, it is also, the, in the comic books, the central difference, I think we've, we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. between DC and Marvel characters in general, is that uh, with the Marvel characters, the the secret identity or the non-superhero identity is the most is the more important one mm -hmm. and a dc character the superhero identity yeah. is the more important one uh and the the huge problem like at the core uh aside from the zack snyder stuff is that in all the dc movies you d with the exception of course yeah of wonder woman of, right of yeah. diana which yeah. also happened this year and that's the one where yeah. like, that was this year yeah uh with the exception of wonder woman like you you know, you don't. I mean, you wouldn't, but you don't care about Bruce Wayne. And I just, I mean, Henry Cavill is is a is terrible. <laughs> just a general. The just fuck a general. The CGI mustache <laughs> face was like the most hot. Like it was like there's just like like, like weird ass. Like that could have been from Detroit Become Human. It was like <laughs> yeah. it didn't fucking. It looked like someone put cyborg Henry Cavill face like. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, honestly, it was a funny thing. Even if they didn't, it wouldn't have mattered because he's such a wooden actor anyway. Mm -hmm. But the thing about that that I realized is, unlike virtually everyone else mm -hmm. who has played Superman, he's good physically as Superman. Which was like one of his primary goals. Like, I don't want you to have to CGI my abs was mm -hmm. one of his goals. Yeah. But good for you. You pulled but, that off. You're but, fucking but, gorgeous. But, 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 but that's great. But the problem is... When you're Clark Kent, you're completely unbelievable as Clark Kent. Well, the, well I think the honestly, only believable, he's completely the, unbelievable as Superman for that. Matter. I mean, that's like well, I, the I, only I, the only believable Clark Kent that has been on screen, in screen and live person, in my opinion, was the OG Clark Kent. Like he was, he went from being that. I, I, I can't, I can't imagine. Why is the actor's movie? name movie? Movie. movie? movie. Oh, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Because he made a distinct, a he, really distinct choices. Like Superman is noble and he stands up straight and he's really strong and in charge and in control. He's he's no, he's a hero. And, and it didn't. And Clark Kent and is didn't, really the mild mannered reporter. He's, he's tripping over himself. He's stuttering. And it and, didn't matter that when uh, Christopher Reeve was Superman, that. He wasn't all buff. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, the contrast between his Clark Kent and his Superman was those are two different people. He seemed like mildly concerned with maintaining like, like, a secret he, identity. He, here's the thing here. Like, like, let's look at what the Justice League characters are, right? Yeah. Batman in the comics is supposed to be this, this comb to the, the extent of being creepy ultra-prepared, looming presence. Like, he's a man, but he has the figure of a god, you know? Yeah. Like, his presence is, you know, it, like, like his presence is bigger than him. In the DC movies, he's kind of like a, a, a stuttering, kind of afraid, you know? Like, like 
grasping to get plans done. Oh my god, there's godlike beings. What are we gonna do, huh? You know, Bat like Fleck. like Batfleck Batfleck Bat doesn't get across confidence at all. You know, right. like he, but, he uh, I I don't know if I completely agree with it. I agree that it's not to who Batman is, but in Justice League there I do it is the one time that like I, I forget like here's the thing. He, he seems vulnerable. Even if you, even if you take Batman to the campy Batman, right? Right. There's aura, always an cat camp man. There's always an aura of mystery around Batman. Yeah. You know? The idea was that this person was untouchable, and Batfleck never actually gets that across to me. You're right. There are points where he feels vulnerable, but yeah. like. You that only works if you already establish the Batman persona, which yeah, Batfleck which they, never they, did. They, yeah, which isn't um, his fault. Which isn't his fault, but yeah. like, but that's the problem. It's like when you build Batman up to be this untouchable figure, and then suddenly it's like, oh, he's just a man; he can be broken. That's compelling. But they never did the first part, yeah. and so his Batman falls flat. Um, Superman's really compelling because the idea for anybody who's seen that, seen the I live in a world full uh, made of cardboard speech, you know, he's this <laughs> god in a world of men, but he's also a genuinely good person. And so he constantly yes. has to being raised as a genuinely good human and he's being. Just not yeah, in yeah. Um, and yeah, in, in all these movies, he's just like, like. He fails to act human as Clark, you know, I, I, let alone Superman, said, I, you know. Even though he, you know, the CG was terrible mm -hmm. and very distracting, uh, the actual dude, if they had given, mm -hmm. if you had given him anything, who plays Cyborg, mm -hmm. is actually pretty good. The, Cyborg I mean, is okay. I, yeah. What, like, like we said, Wonder Woman is alright. Aquaman... Aquaman is enjoyable, but I wish that they went another direction, look, look, you know, look. with Aquaman. Here's what I will say. Yeah. In Justice League. Uh, also, uh, I love, not necessarily love him as the, although I did like him as Barry mm -hmm. Allen. I love that actor, and I always draw a yeah, on his name. he's terrific. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. He's yeah. great. He's terrific uh, in everything, yeah. Here's the thing. He looked like the one enjoyable part of that movie, from mm -hmm. what I could see from the It film. was him and Jason Momoa, and the mm -hmm. problem with uh, Aquaman is... Is it was Superman, Batman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Jason Momoa. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Momoa what as Jason Momoa <laughs> in Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, look, man. Like Aquaman. Depending, I mean, I've only read one really sort compelling like version of him, and that was Jeff Johns. Like. Uh, relaunch that was a couple of years ago, and that was mm -hmm. really good. And mostly, it's because Jeff Johns does that really well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, it's like, oh, is that? It's like it's not Aquaman. It's Jason Momoa. Yeah. Which, when you see that movie, honestly, is like I'm kind of okay with that, to be perfectly honest. Because <laughs> that character, I mean, they, they had like just Amber Heard as Mara for no reason, just like completely waste of as who as Mara, who's actually like a. There's actually a great, like, mythos behind that, who her people are, mm -hmm. why she has water-bending powers. Like, there's a whole history there that is actually pretty cool that they're, I don't think they're ever going to get to. And if they do, they're going to do it badly, mm -hmm. I'm convinced. Because uh, uh, Mara in the comic books comes from, like, 
in like the Marianas, in like one of the trenches in the ocean, there's actually like a, a, a rift into kind of like a Pacific Rim thing, but like a rift into another dimension and another empire that is like part of the seas. There used to be in our ocean uh, before apparently Aquaman's father, like, unif- like there was a whole, like there were empires on land. Apparently in underwater, there were seven different empires that were all like, there's this whole like history, and that's what made that book. Great. It's Game of Thrones with fish. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, yeah, yeah under, it's underwater Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. and a, and apparently like Mara, who's like his wife in the comic books, was originally sent there to kill him, mm-hmm. and decided not to, and then her sister comes and to, yeah, there's there's like an an entire like really cool backstory and his in the Jeff John just like relaunch of it where they go back into the history, and I was like, yeah, there's actually like. Seven, and then they in that series it's revealed that there's actually like eight, mm-hmm. and one of them there's like a whole thing where like oh your father was actually like his there's a whole it's yeah it's Game of Thrones underwater it's basically mm-hmm. and it's great but like they're never gonna do that it's just yeah it's too good I mean, That's honestly like I I I will be really sh- like I feel like force of inertia and just the overseas market is gonna help get yeah the rest of the DC movies made. But I'm really curious as to where they're going to go from there because right. it's like I think they've cemented their status as like the poor man's Marvel. Like, and, and also, if you want to get an idea of like, hey, you had a really long time to set up all these characters, so when you have your big team up crossover, it's a lot of fun. The CW's last giant crossover is a huge amount of fun. What the whole Legends of Tomorrow, Green Arrow? Yeah, uh, it's Flash called Crisis on Earth X. The the one. Uh, I mean, all the stuff that's bad about it is all the stuff that's cheesy or stupid about all the all the individual shows. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's all brought to like light, yeah. more light when they all cross over. And the fact that uh, for all intents and purposes, the alternate Earth, uh, the Earth X villains are essentially just Nazi versions of all the other heroes. So it's like, oh, Nazis are the villains again. Which I'm is alright with like, that. Yeah. It's uh, 2017. The Nazis are the fucking villains. Can, yeah, we, yeah. Fuck it, can we fucking talk about Wolfenstein too? We, we, let's get it, through movies first. And yeah, then yeah. Move yeah. On uh, and then like separate like Jedi, and then take like a little stop because I'm probably gonna have to edit that. I'm saying sure, that yeah. like, no, here. Cool. Uh, um, but Crisis on Earth X, I will say they ripped a lot of stuff off of Marvel films, but in good ways. Like Crisis on Earth X had a bunch of so it's just to give you an idea, it's uh, Supergirl. White Canary, Green Arrow. Who the fuck is White Canary? It's the, the character who's now the leader on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And she's actually great. Like, the, the actress that plays Kate What happened to Black Canary? Canary. Canary. She's dead in the... It's a whole thing. Black it's complicated. Canary. Like I said, like I said, it's stuff that, like, if I get into it, this is what's dumb about these shows. Sure. But, like, it's... So it's Green Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash, White Canary, The Atom. They introduce the Ray, and he's gay. And he's, right, and he's really. with and he's with uh, Earth X's version of Captain Cold is also gay and with the Ray. It's it was the gayest crossover ever. Like White Canary, <laughs> White Canary. Like it's the the inciting incident is Barry Allen and Iris West getting married, and then the villains crash the wedding. But in the meantime, like uh, White Canary, Sarah hooks up with someone from the Supergirl universe. Like they get drunk and they have a one night stand. Lesbian one night stand, and it's just it's. Wait, who does what? It's. It, I'm Wait, telling which you, which characters? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like there, it's there's so many like 
DC characters that they just like threw in from all of the shows. There's like, it, unlike Justice League, there's like twelve characters all like fighting these villains. Jesus. And they have like a a thing where they have like the there's a character who has like these little autonomous like they make fun of he has a name for it but they're called like the flying balls basically yeah. uh, and there's a moment where like he throws one of them and the atom is riding it like in like in civil war where, mm-hmm. and it, there's all kinds of shit that's completely ripped off of the but it's okay like they fight metallo and it's totally the ultron mm-hmm. fight but it's still it's so much fun like, and you know, and that's the thing. It's like I like fucking dark movies. I really do. Yeah. But like, they still. I. You need to be aspiring to say something really fucking deep to earn that darkness. Yeah. Um. And if you aren't, just be fun. Please, just be yeah. fun. Like, oh, uh, uh, a DC property that was dark as fuck and earned every ounce of its crazy ass darkness, and yet was also fun, was the video game Injustice Two, which was set right, in the yeah, Marvel, DC yeah. universe. And was fucking incredible. Yeah, in every way, incredible. So what? So to point for an edit uh, point. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna make I'm, this very difficult for you to edit by continually talking at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the complete other side of things, mm-hmm. since we haven't discussed it yet, and then we can move on to other things that aren't movies. Uh, bright. All right. Oh, right. Okay. So is that so the other? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. First, for the people who, because not everyone's gonna know what this is. Okay. So yeah. we should actually explain what bright is. Go ahead. I'm gonna get some water. Um, so Jamie, of course, runs as soon as we start. No, 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 no! I just want some water. All right. Bright is a Netflix original movie made on a ninety million dollar budget. Which is essentially... Which is just like a hundred... Like 10 million or 20 million shy of what Jurassic Park cost to make. Yeah. Now it's not, you know, converting for inflation, but like, damn. Yeah. Um, so, 90 million dollar movie, a Netflix original, starring Will Smith, uh, which is basically uh, what if cop movie, but fantasy. Um, and like, uh, a so... A friend of mine described it as, it's training day, but with orcs. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's so the basic idea is um, all the fantasy races exist, you know, orcs, elves, humans, apparently dwarves, even though we actually never get to we see them. We never see any dwarves, yeah. Uh, fairies, which is a weird moral thing we'll get into later. Yes. Um, but fantasy races exist. It's essentially what if, you know, the D&D verse, you know, progressed until we got to current times in L.A.? Um, all the rest of humor and history still happened, apparently. Apparently. But also a whole bunch of, you know, other fantasy bullshit. Um, and Will Smith uh, plays a cop who's forced to partner up with the, uh, the force's first, uh, uh, the nation's first, um, orc... Uh, God, it sounds so dumb when I have to describe it. Um, orc police officer... Who's um, an orc who's had his teeth filed down and doesn't belong to any orc clan. Um, and orcs are prejudiced against because they chose the side of darkness 2,000 years ago. I'm going to vomit in my mouth if I keep recapping this movie. Okay, yeah. so, okay so no. Okay. And, 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 so, and also the orcs are a very, very, are, are apparently allegory for black people, so, which is weird because there are still black people. Here's in the thing. I'm a nerd. 
And as a nerd, I have experienced Shadowrun, both in good forms and bad forms. I played the old Shadowrun you SNES game. You have to Shadowrun because, you know? because as many people who have not heard of <laughs> uh, Bright, even less people have heard of Shadowrun. So Shadowrun is essentially this same shit. Like, it, it's, you know, modern day, but fantasy races exist. Um, and I won't say done better, but could be done better because it's a role-playing game, you know? And it's it has, like, elements of cyberpunk in it, and it, it, it's pretty good. Like, like you can tell a good story in Shadowrun. There have been good stories told. There have been bad stories told. There have been really shitty video games made out of it, you know? But, like, Shadowrun is a universe that is not necessarily inherently flawed. Right. Um, Which is funny, because this movie... Uh, really abstractly mm -hmm. isn't also a universe that, yeah. is, that is... Urban fantasy is not necessarily bad. Yeah, yeah, this had the potential to be good. When I saw the first trailer, I was like, oh, this could be fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't immediately like, oh, boy. The like, problem, that was my initial reaction. So the problem is that... <sighs> okay. There's more than one problem. I can tell um, you what the two core problems are. Um, Go ahead. Max Landis and David Ayer. Okay, yeah, that. Um, That's, I mean, really, that... The director every, every, the writer is kind of where yeah, it yeah. starts. Everything else, I, every other problem with this film, I think stems from the fact that those two people were not the people who should All be right. doing this. Let, let's, let's just put it this way. Um, as a white guy, I want to say that if you're doing a movie whose core plot is supposed to revolve around uh, an allegory for race... Maybe you shouldn't have a white guy writing it and a white guy ding, like, ding, directing ding. it. You and know? also, like, also a, a, a white guy writing it who has a history of saying and writing really and, problematic and, things and, when it comes to these. And here's the issues. thing: the movie starts going like, "All right, I'm gonna be this this racial allegory with orcs standing in for people of color." Uh, never mind the fact that people of color still exist and the, the normal, ten like, like racial tensions, you know, and problems, you know, uh, with white privilege and, 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 you know, the plight of people of color still exist in that movie, you know, although Which it's weird, just kind sometimes, of... sometimes it exists and sometimes, and sometimes it, doesn't. it doesn't, but, but that's like, that's, that's a whole other shitty thing about yeah. the movie. Um, the movie starts being a racial allegory and then in the middle kind of just fucking gives up on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's to, say, just like, to say nothing of the fact that, like, it's really problematic to constantly be having, like, non-human creatures standing in for people of color. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. we have an actual person of color in a main role, so that fixes it somewhat, but it's not a full fix. I, I, you know what I think? I honestly well, think, I honestly think that, that everyone behind this thought that. Just like... Oh, is, yeah, is I'm sure of, they did. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also sure that it, that kind of, like... Oh, since we did this, the rest of this should well, here, be okay. Okay, so like, here, no. here's the thing. Even if you wanted orcs to be in that position, which I think is dumb, but like, even if you yeah. wanted to do that, you don't make them be in that position because they joined the Army of Darkness 2,000 years ago. Like, that is not one-to-one. -one. Black people did not join the Army of yeah, Darkness yeah. 2,000 years ago. Black people, you know, like, the closest thing we have to that is the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, seriously, though. I want to be like, blooded in the fucking Yeah, I want to become blooded in the Wu-Tang Clan. It'll be great. But no, um, uh, like, that shit Either is... one, the, the, the rap group or the... 
one from the movies. I'm yeah. fine with either. Like, or 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 the kung fu thing of which that was the originator of. Like, like I'm I'm sorry, but like maybe this is coming out incorrect. But when an entire race joins an evil dark lord and almost wipes your race from existence, right? Um, Wait, that sounds like white people to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> like, 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 the, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The, the point of a racial allegory is that the tensions between races in the real world are not oh, thank you based so much on for anything. That. That was, you know? That's so, like, like, like there's no, there's connected a, things in my brain so there, efficiently. Thank you. There's so no, much there's no justice. justification, you know, like, like, like if you are a, a, a scared white middle-aged housewife, the black dude down your street isn't gonna fucking do anything to you, you know? He did not come from the army of darkness, you know? So one-to-one, you know, putting the orcs in, you know, the position of people of color, um, First of all, it doesn't fit, and second of all, says really kind of fucked up and crazy things about yeah. the way that the writer and director viewed people of color. Yeah. That was know? one of yeah. the problems with Zootopia, actually. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. It was like, oh, like, were black people carnivores? Or yeah. were white people carnivores? What were carnivores? Yeah, yeah. Like, who did right. what to who? It was, it and was but like, that movie is fundamentally a, so much better. Oh, movie. yeah, no, I mean, that's not even a question. Yeah. But, um, like, the, the, and, and there were so many issues with that like it looked like they were going in a really interesting direction with like the Fogtooth clan because they were like kind of good guys oh but wait they're gonna shoot the heroes oh but wait the hero came back to life because for magic. Now because magic yeah and then also, like, like and then like oh but now they like him for reasons because he died and came back and that they, was a they prophecy. couldn't decide if will smith was the main character or if the orc they was the really main character couldn't figure that out. they yeah. had no um, idea uh and then uh, then there's the thing so elves right Elves, of course, are supposed to be the stand-in for white people, except white people still exist. Yeah. Um, and, like, if they were going to do that, if it was going to be, okay, we're going to get rid of the normal racial tensions and instead do these fantasy racial tensions, why in the fuck was there not a single black elf in the movie? <laughs> like, black elves fucking exist in fantasy. I was actually you know? totally okay with elves being, like, stand-ins for, like, the worst aspects of white culture. I mean, like, you run everything, you live by yourselves, like, no, I, I what, thought that was actually what, one of the things I liked, that was one of the things I liked the most. What I'm saying is that the movie couldn't decide whether or not they wanted to keep, like, actual human racial tensions, you know? Like, yeah, no, that's yeah. like, and that's or, what it or is not, huge, you know? Because you have these, like, horrible, like, Latino gangster characters stereotypes and which, I, it, which granted in, in LA there are Latino gangsters there are Latino gang groups but it's just like it's just like here's oh the thing though the God. elves were like a poor stand in for you know the worst parts of white culture too because the worst parts of white culture are systematically oppressive not oppressive because you have a magic wand that grants you wishes like I mean yeah. like it's not the and same the elves thing weren't, like they were just and, shown as witch. and like they the, weren't the, shown as particularly oppressive yeah, Except like they like lived in they, sort they, of they, yeah, they they, they were they were they were like pretty like the evil elves were evil not because the culture of elves were evil they were evil because they were this weird cult and that yeah, wasn't what? the mainstream of elves that are wreaking all this fucking havoc and bringing back the dark lord I would argue that in the real world if anyone's bringing back the dark lord it's like the majority of white Americans are bringing yeah, back you the know dark what would make this really, that is systemic you know what would make this really interesting if like the dark lord here's like my fantasy geek coming out right if the dark lord um, fed on like 
uh, strife and hatred, and capitalism was just like a huge ritual to bring him back over thousands I, of years. I would watch that movie and play yeah, exactly, that exactly, oh, exactly. You they're, know, they're, it, like their only thing about the elves maybe being oppressive was is like let's just have a really quick signifier that everyone will pick up on. And they had a lot of them, and they were mm-hmm. all super problematic. And this movie was just a sign in one part of the movie that said elves only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, we know what that really means. And it's just like, but, 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 but that that's all you did with that. Well, so, and here's yeah. the thing. Like, we didn't get to see elves do much of anything. The people who were being the, the biggest assholes to orcs were all humans. And they were all on the police force. Yeah. You know? who, and also, it was like... You know, people on the police force who were willing to fucking murder, like, other cops. Okay, like, so, I mean, so that part I actually had less of a problem with mm-hmm. because the one yeah. was so clearly a stand-in for the one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was very clearly... it. it everyone who got anywhere near it realized that they wanted it and, and would be willing to do anything for it. The, gang, the gangster stereotypes, the Latino gangster stereotypes were really bad... But one thing that I thought was great was like the guy in the wheelchair. You really feel sorry for him right before the movie kills him. Yeah, like, dude, he got that? shot at one point. Like he's crippled. It fucked his life up. He just wants the magic so he can walk in. Yo, legit, legit. Is, like he doesn't want to have a colostomy bag. I can appreciate that. I really can. Is Will Smith a hobbit? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean they're both hobbits. Also, like portraying. The orc is the good cop, but also a dork. Like, no, I think okay, so that was wrong. Here's the I thing think that, that I hated. Choice. The, the orc cop was actually kind of a lousy cop. Like, if you were going yeah, to make this, yeah, this a movie about how, you know, this cop is being, you know, unrightfully discriminated against, you know, because of his race, then you should have made him a good cop. He was kind of a bumbling, stupid cop, you know? Yeah. Like, and, like, that's the thing. Like, if the idea is that the the stereotype of the bumbling stupid orc is just that it's an unfair stereotype then don't portray your orc characters that way yeah. why am i so angry about this, this, like? this was, well this is also one of the problems i actually have with Shadowrun is mm-hmm. because there's like this it's not even a subtext mm-hmm. it's a super text of like racism is bad racism is wrong like the people who wrote Shadowrun went on to write like eclipse phase which is like another very political role-playing game um and they didn't get race right i think in either game um that's a little more excusable in Eclipse Face for unrelated reasons that I'm not going to discuss right now, but it's like, they're like, racism is bad, racism is wrong, by the way, there's an intelligence limit for your orc character. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, you know? Like, the, like, o- the only thing that I even remotely liked about Bright, because I, when I originally watched it, I just, I just couldn't, and even when I recorded a podcast that I put up last week about it, like, I just couldn't process it on my own at all. I was just like, uh... But the only thing that I, I even remotely liked about it was that some of the action sequences were cool. Like that's about it. Yeah, the 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 language and the and the the art of the action sequences was really good. Like I yeah. never was confused about who was shooting who or yeah. what was happening. That was well done. Like but visually, also, the also, art department. I'll give those guys a high five. Yeah. They did a great job. It also kind of pissed me off because they're it. I've seen a couple movies like this, and it, it almost it makes them it makes you angrier and more frustrated with them. Uh, and some of them, one of them is a movie that I happened to like. Uh, it also went bat a little batshit insane, and a lot of people hated it. But uh, and that was Hancock, also had Will Smith in it. Uh, but 
And I'm one of like five people who like that movie. But the thing that like pisses me off, and I, I had another example, but I can't think of it right now, is like there's a kernel of what could have been a good oh, movie yeah, in there. Oh, yeah, no. What could have potentially been a great present, movie in there. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly present. And one of the things that was also a weird thing that stuck out to me is that like history proceeded apace despite all of these other things being real. Yeah. Like, there's this uh. one line where Will Smith says, everyone in our department is old school Rampart, so they're just gonna shoot me, or something along those lines. Like, Rampart Division is a very specifically like, the product of, like, Daryl Gates, and a very much a product of, like, the 90s drug war, very much a product of American race relations, and yeah. you're telling me all of those things happened exactly the way that they did in our world, except there are orcs, and fairies, and elves, and dwarves, and magic, a, and a dark also, lord, and a magical task force in the federal government, and wands that can do everything, and evil elves. You're telling me everything was exactly the fucking same? All of those things fell exactly in line? Really? Seriously? There's even, a, fuck there's out even of here. a reference somewhere in there, not even like the 2,000 Alamo. years... The Alamo. It's like Alamo? people are so angry at the Mexicans for the Alamo. Wait, you're telling me the Spanish-American War <laughs> happened exactly the same way? I think down to that specific battle. There's also a reference somewhere in there. I, I, I could be imagining this, but I don't think I am. There's also a reference somewhere in there in the World War II. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Both war wars, wars happened exactly the same way that yeah. they happened? Yeah, it's... Uh, there's so much stuff that you have to, like, just ignore. Yeah. There's like a very intentional snapping of my disbelief suspenders. Like, <laughs> they're just like, twip. Like, they just pull them and let them I mean, I, you know, like, like here's the thing. All these problems, like, they all amount to one thing. I couldn't get involved in this world. And it was fundamentally a world-building movie. Like, they, like Yeah. Like, really like, fundamentally. Yeah. Like, 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 There's more world-building in Bright than like six Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like, no, it's true. <laughs> and like, And that's the thing. They tried to make me really care about it, and I just couldn't. Like, yeah. the closest I came was when um, uh, they were, like, interacting with the Fogtooth Clan, and he was talking about Orc Clans down in Miami, and I was like, alright, yeah. this, is, this is a thing. And they were like, okay, I throw parties, and there's racial diversity to these parties, and nobody fights, and everyone gets along. And I said, you know who messed that up? The cops. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I think, again, is like, kernel of a good idea. Just yeah, and then it's like, and now I'm going to kill you and throw you in the orc hole. <laughs> yeah, like the I know. spooky ass orc hole. <laughs> Why do we even have the orc hole? Okay, and also, <laughs> who lit all the candles in the orc hole? There are a lot of candles in that orc hole. Do there's they lower, one, do they lower steam the orc down yeah, into the hole with a fucking, fucking barbecue lighter? Fucking, How the fuck do they like, do that? Like, light the candles in the orc hole. It's like, got a stick in the orc hole. They throw dead people in the orc hole. For a second, I was like... Do they like, fish the dead people out? Does the orc hole blow? <laughs> Down on the center of the earth. I need to know. Okay, if you want to build a world, build a motherfucking world. Also, like, here, here, here's the thing. Why the fuck do you need to like shotgun a dude and then throw him down the orc hole? That was a deep ass fucking orc <laughs> yeah, hole. Yeah. You could have just fucking like this is Sparta the yeah, guy. Yeah, you know? the uh, Here's the thing. I really thought they were going to go into like orc history, but the only orc history they ever had was orcs exist. And they fought for the Dark Lord. And that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Assumption that you watched Lord of the Rings. There's a really strong Dude, assumption. There's an assumption that there's that, a bunch of stuff you've already seen, ass- and you're gonna love this because you've seen all of those things. And I was like, nope. Opposite reaction. Yeah. Look, I love sriracha sauce, I and I love something? kielbasa, and I love mustard, and I love whipped cream, and I love fucking caramel. But if you put all those things in a blender, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Yo, here's another fucking thing, dude. Um. You remember that fucking crazy homeless guy who was yeah. like, um, I'm... The Shield of me? Light. Yeah. yeah, they just abandoned that plot line. They're yeah, like, no, yeah. no, they didn't, and that's what's really annoying. Uh-huh. Okay, you only notice this if you took the time to think about, which I did, because I love world building, and I was really pissed off by how, how bad the world building was. I had the opposite reaction to you, actually. The mm-hmm. totally opposite reaction, which was, there was so much world building, I love world building, I watched this happen, I was so emotionally involved and so angry because I knew I could have done it better. Mm-hmm. Um, or anyone could have really done it better. Yeah. Um, the Shield of Light... XX Orc Fan XX from fanfiction.net could have done it better. The Shield of Light was the same house where everything started. That was a Shield of Light hideout. That's where Tika was hiding from her sister. That was, a, and the reason why they had all the guns and the bombs and all the, sh- why they oh, came yeah, off yeah, like terrorists yeah, right, is right. because they were like a terrorist cell designed to fight Sauron. That's why, that's where it all happened. And it looks like they abandoned it because they never say the three words, shield of light, except for in like the once, once, one second in the third act. So you would it's be probably forgetting for nothing. probably pick that up until you're like yeah. saying it It right was a now. shield of light hideout, but you don't realize that because there are all these dead people in it and it seems like a drug den, which makes it seem like they're the bad guys. And in the beginning, it seems like they're the bad guys because this guy fucking shouts at goddamn, like, all this racist shit at Nick's character. And, like, it, yeah, no, it was just really inarticulately handled. Why is that guy speaking Orcish? They never explain why he, why he speaks Orcish. Like, why he's encouraging Joel to, like, join the prophecy. What the fuck does this guy know about the prophecy? Yeah, that part... Totally abandoned. Um, but I will say, uh, after everything else, I really enjoyed Bill Smith's one line. Yo, Nick, fuck magic. <laughs> uh, I also, uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, and then we probably should, because I feel like we've, we've given this movie more time than it deserves. Way more time. Yeah, okay, yeah. Just, just in case you hadn't gotten this, um... Uh, don't watch Bright or Do if you like watching bad movies. I, I say, do like watching th- bad my movies. My theory so. is that this is going to be one of those films that, a cult film that you sort of hate watch. Yeah. That it, groups of people get, not, not, definitely not in the same category, I think, as something like The Room. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to be like something that like nerds so, get something together kind of and be like, like, Yo, like yeah. you got to see how awful, problematic, fucking blah, 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 you know, this is. Or it's going to have a whole weird second life in, I, this is what I'm afraid of, a whole weird second life in certain segments of the population watching it and getting completely the wrong idea. Oh yeah, no, there's fucking, there, like, there's already like shitty ass white guys, you know, like saying, this is great and all you SJWs are baby, 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 And there's, there's also like overall, like in terms of like the context of whole society, there's a really big problem with portraying like inner cities as hellholes in, mm-hmm. in, yep. in big movies because yep. that's part of the reason how Trump got elected. People who have never been in a town of more than 500 people think that like just we're just raping and murdering everyone in every American city. So we need to get tough on crime. It could like, be, like, it could be a lot more than 500 people and there's still – it could be up to like 120,000 and there's still like – like that number is a lot bigger than 500 <laughs> 
there it's are like, people who've never been out of towns. And I no, I'm saying they've fucking, never been in. They've never been in a city of larger than five. I have people. Yeah, yeah. There, I'm saying there are thousands of people in America who have never been in a town. Of more than 500 I, people. I, I think every town of more than 500 people is just a psychotic urban hellhole of, of black yeah, like, people. Like, like, yo, yo, no, look, no, but what look, I was I, saying is that that number is actually higher than uh, in 500 people. Like, we're it's we're like, all we're all fucking. Been, I mean, it's, this we're, is semantics. We're all thing. we're all fucking city kids, right? Yeah, like all of us, right? Um, I still got like white ass friends who will not come to the city to visit me. Like I, I like. I have friends who, like, only, you know, I recently went through some tough shit in my life. I'm not going to get into it here. But only because of that did they come to visit me. You know? Like, um, that is a fucking problem. The fact that, you know, uh, my ass neighborhood, right, which is not a bad neighborhood. Jersey City overall is a very safe city. There are problems, but overall it is a very safe city. Like, that was it. Well, I was trying to not say where I lived because of the people who hate me because of the other parts of my job. Well, edit the shit out. But anyway, um, my neighborhood, man, you know, it it is not a bad neighborhood. It is a very nice neighborhood. Everyone around here is nice. You know, like, it is a super safe place to be. But just because it is a city... People, you know, like, go fucking crazy about it. They're like, oh, I mean, like, a car's gonna get, like, stolen. It's like, no, it fucking won't, you know? And there are millions of people in this country who think that in cities people are just running and gunning all day long. They think that, like, End of Watch is an accurate portrayal of Los Angeles. And I'm surprised it fucking is not. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, man. Like, the worst thing that happens is apparently, like, my upstairs neighbor played fucking shuffleboard like in the middle of the day so like i hear a bunch of banging but like that's literally the worst thing that happens in a city yeah you know like and um it's really it's really annoying after a while because it's it's honestly just fucking motivated by racism yeah yeah like it's just just plain old fucking like when someone says i don't like the city i mean rarely someone just means that you know someone could just mean it's cramped you know yeah cool Cool for you, you know, like, like reasonable person, Josh, I guess. I don't know, like, cool for you. But, like, all the other racist thieves out there, you know, they, when they say, I don't like the city, what they mean is, I don't like black people, yeah. or I don't like brown people, or I don't like, you know, I don't like the fact that I have to be within, you know, five feet of a person of color and maybe interact with them, you know? Like, I don't like that shit. I don't like the idea of my bullshit beliefs being challenged by, like, the existence of other people's humanity. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, so Bright is bad for a ton of aesthetic, artistic, narrative, thematic, structural, and uh, social justice reasons. Yeah. Also, fairy lives don't matter. The fuck out of here. Yeah, the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Just, just, you know, die forever. (laughs) Just generally speaking, and I did not know this until I looked it up, uh, Max Landis, horrible trash person. Apparently, he's like, there's a lot of, like, sexual assault allegations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And And he's also the type of person who has said stuff was, like, when I found that out, I was like, eh, yeah, that tracks. So yeah, uh, watch Bright or don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give a recommendation here. You should watch Bright because it is a fascinating study about how to do a movie wrong. And right? if you that's okay, yeah. that yes, yeah, like, yeah. How to take a good idea that would be like delicious catnip to nerds and just fucking yeah. ruin. This is this shit. This shit is fan fiction heaven. 
Like, if you are a fanfic writer, you know, watch Bright and go nuts. Your shit will be better than the movie. Yeah. You know? I guarantee it. Yeah, I guarantee almost, it. I'm almost certain. You know, cut your teeth on this shit. Like, if, like yeah. if you decide that, like, like Will Smith's character and Joel Edgerton's character, like, I am a cop, you are a cop. Let's kiss with tongue. Yeah, it I know. Be better well, than this movie. Like, like there would be this movie would be so much better with gay subtext. I mean, it already had some gay subtext, it's but true, like, too. but yeah, no, seriously. Um, I think you should watch it. I think you should watch it because it's a great. It is a great academic study. You yeah. know, but um, if you don't want to support Max Landis or or David Iyer or any of the other people involved in this film, pirate it. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I mean, we would all, recommend that fucking, on this it's podcast. Fucking, it's Netflix. I mean, like, like you're giving them a penny, like for for watching it. Like, not even for watching it. If you have Netflix, you've already supported them. So at that yeah, point, watching it on Netflix is going to give them more money. Well, you don't necessarily want to give the kind of data to Netflix that will encourage them to make more of these, even though they're already making one. It won't encourage them to make a bright three. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think they know where that data is coming from at this point. Are you like they have a rating system and it ain't getting a lot of stars, you know? I, they don't have stars anymore. Really? Yeah, it's thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, well, I, I kind of want to see what the how many thumbs. It down doesn't is. actually. It doesn't tell you what the percentage thumbs up, thumbs down. What it just says is whether it's a match for you. Whether uh, the people that thumbs up it or thumbs down it match your interest, which I think is actually okay, a better if, way of figuring you, that out. If you if you care that much about Netflix's internal data, you know, go ahead and pirate it, I guess. But, like, at that point, let's put it this way. I have boycotted a lot of movies because of, like, shit that, like, directors and, like, producers have done. Um, I cannot be fucking bothered to pirate Bright. Like, I mean, <laughs> like I do not care that much. Well, also, we both already watched it, so anything Yeah, on Netflix, point, so we shut the fuck up, it. yeah. I'm just saying that the <laughs> listeners might care about this. Yeah, well, yeah. okay, hypothetical, like, listener from the future that time-traveled into the past with Justin's kids so that we could, <laughs> fu- we could listen to this podcast. If you care that much... Kudos to you. You are a better person than me. I watched that shit on Netflix. Well, you're a horrible person, and we know that. Uh, that's yeah, why we love fine. you. Oh, fuck this movie. Okay, can we talk about something other than movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Just something other than bright. Um, By the way, I've made a bunch of different ta- like mac and cheese. Uh, this this might have been... After <laughs> <laughs> talking about mac and cheese, though. Yeah. Next time on Cooking with Jamie. (laughs) Better than talking about Bright. (laughs) Yeah, here's the thing. Like, I've made it before. This this might be, like, the thickest, most dense that I've ever... (laughs) Yeah, you fucking... You killed me, man. Like, I don't don't know... I don't know, man. I'm fine. You're a mad, mad man. I don't... I mean, I worked out today, but I'm fine. Like, maybe I needed the recovery carbs. Uh, Um... So what what else are we gonna talk? We're gonna so talk I, I kind of want to go in. So like it's whenever I, we do a year end one of these, I always talk about video games because video games change so fucking much year after year. Yeah, you know. Um, and you have an hour and a half. <laughs> no, I'm just okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll wrap this shit in an hour and a half. But like, um, like hold on. Seeing- I, I want to do something. We're gonna, I'm gonna count three, two, one, and we're gonna sh- we're gonna shout our game of the year at the same. Oh, time. I don't fucking know what my game of the year. Yeah, go fine, fine, okay, I, I got it right. Okay, three, three two, two, one. Horizon Five. Zero and Justin is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So anyway, so Persona Five may very well be the best game of the year. I wouldn't I know. I haven't that, played. By the way. You almost played Persona Five, Jamie. No, 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 the other one. Oh, the, the other one. Well, that's the Horizon is a very good game. Horizon like, is great. Horizon like is I, I, I'm, you know, like me saying Justin is wrong is like, like. Did, like it's not a huge margin between Persona Five and Horizon Zero. Yeah, Dawn, no, it's not know? like it's not like it. Like you chose Persona Five and I chose Lawbreakers. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the the gaming landscape has changed incredibly from 2016 to 2017, and it's changing even more in 2018. Um, and I think that you know. Looking back on this year, I mean, there were some massive, massive events in gaming. Like, um, EA pushed people too far. Uh, and not just that, too. but managed to tank, like, almost every major title this yeah, year. Yeah, so, so okay, you, you, you're you uh, closely attached to this. By the way, me and Justin work together now, so, like, yeah. He got the, me a jar. The, the wonderful world of games journalism, but... Uh, uh, Justin, you were attached to the story, so, you know, yeah, you, you um, give the, the rundown. So, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is one of, I I hope, will be looked back as one of the great tragedies of 2017. Not just because the loot box debacle was a big problem, um, but because the game was so good and was so widely panned because of its loot box problem. For people who don't follow games closely, Star Wars Battlefront 2 had a system of star cards, which you bought in loot crates uh, with real money, and these star cards provided mechanical bonuses to your gameplay. Your thermal detonators, blast radius was larger. You had a better gun. You got more points when you got shot. Uh, you got more melee damage. Uh, you got bonuses when you dealt melee damage. All kinds of real significant mechanical bonuses to your game. Uh, and you could buy these loot crates with in-game currency and real money. And, uh... People were really angry about it. Uh, they released the beta like four or three months out before the release date. I think it was August and release date was November or maybe it was July. Um, and people hated it then. And rather than taking it out or removing the mechanical bonuses and replacing them with cosmetic items only, they kept it in. And I got flown out to EA's headquarters in uh, San Francisco. We played it. A lot of us gave, us gave them the feedback of this is wrong and bad. Don't do it. And uh, they did it anyway, and the fan backlash was enormous. Mm. Uh, between the huge paywalls that they put between gameplay and uh, the huge uh, credit paywalls they put between key characters like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, it was 40,000 credits, and they estimated it would take about 40 hours to earn one hero and not buy any other Star Wars or up your game in any other way. Uh, people freaked out and they cut the, the from 40,000 uh, credits to 10,000. It was still, people were still pissed off about that. They gave the reason, which was they want to give you a sense of accomplishment. And they said it on Reddit. And they created the most, <laughs> the downloaded, most downloaded Reddit, Reddit comment, comment of, of all time. time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and they just, they did an AMA and that did not go well. And just people were really angry. And eventually, um, from what I hear from my sources, uh, who I cannot name and who have to remain anonymous, that there was basically a call uh, made uh, from Disney to uh, EA saying, stop fucking up, we have a movie to release. You're, you're destroying the search volume, you're destroying the, the, you're destroying the search results and the news around Star Wars. We have a fucking movie to release. What the fuck are you doing, you idiot? Um, 
And uh, yeah, so then they changed it so that you can't use real money to buy loot boxes. And so as a result, uh, EA basically thinks everyone's stupid because they're like, oh yeah, we did this because of reasons and we might bring it back. Oh, and by the way, shareholders, this won't affect our earnings for the year at all. And they just assume everyone's an idiot. The, the world called their bluff. Gamers called their bluff. Um, stockholders, shareholders called their bluff because the stock is dropping like a rock. Um, they tanked so many releases this year. Mass Effect Andromeda was a shit show. Need for, Need for Speed Payback was a shit show. Like, it was, it, was, it was a really terrible year for EA. And many, many of these wounds were self-inflicted. And, and the problem, really the sad part about Star Wars Battlefront 2 is that it's a fantastic game. The environments are great. The shooting mechanics are awesome. Blaster bolts have travel time, so snipers aren't like the world-crushing character class that they are in a lot of other shooters. Uh, Fast-scoping people doesn't work nearly as well. Um, it removes a lot of things that really annoy me about shooters and replaces them with just Star Wars-y goodness. Um, the flying section, Starfighter Assault Mode, is terrific. It feels more like Star Wars than almost any other Star Wars flight experience I've ever had. Uh, the objective-based asymmetrical gameplay in the Starfighter Assault mode is terrific. It's a really, really great game. And in my review for my job, I said don't buy this game in its current state. You can't. I can't recommend that you buy it. Now that that aspect's been taken out, and the only way you can earn loot boxes is by playing for them, I think you should buy the game. It's a good game. And it's sad to me that Criterion and DICE, the two developers behind the vehicle mechanics and the, shoot the shooting mechanics, they're going to eat shit over this. And it was, I'm certain, like after having met these guys at the event, I am certain that it was not their call to do this. Mm -hmm. I am certain that somebody from EA on high said that this was that this was something they needed to do. <laughs> and so they kept shoehorning it in and kept shoehorning it in and tried to fit it in between the demands of the fans and the demands of their superiors in the public, in EA, and it didn't work. And now we found out exactly how far you can push gamers before they push back. And hopefully game devs and game publishers will have learned from this. I don't know if they have, but we will see. Well, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a uh, tricky situation because I think another big thing that happened uh, last year was games started shifting from the model of games as product to games as service. Um, most of the big name titles out there um, aren't just you buy the game and you're done. Like Things like games that came out two years ago, like Final Fantasy XV has had new story content coming out you know, since its release. Uh, Street Fighter V has had seasons and seasons of new characters and new mechanics uh, since its release. Um, it's not that you can't buy a game and be done with it anymore. Um, like, even, even like Nintendo, you know, like Breath of the Wild has had two, you know, DLC seasons already, you know? Um, so... Once again, one of those things that is in no way exclusive to the video game industry. <laughs> right. Well, what do you mean? Like... E everything is... Is, is like, now as a service? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... That's, I mean, it's been that for a while, but, like, just more and more TV... TV's gonna be that. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about things that, uh, behind a paywall... Mm-hmm. Uh, CVS All Access. Yeah. Kind of. 
No, and, and I've heard, I still what haven't watched CBS it. What is CBS All Access? Uh, it is their streaming, their attempt at streaming, and their big Hail Mary was the new Star Trek show, which is only, I mean, they released the first two episodes on regular CBS. Uh, the problem with it is that uh, CBS's main audience skews older. They have mm-hmm. the oldest uh, audience, general audience of all the networks. And their target audience is, they were trying to reach a younger demographic, and the problem mm-hmm. is their core demographic probably doesn't know how to use yeah, the Yeah, like... And also, everyone who would have, and I've heard Star Trek from a lot of people, mm-hmm. that Star Trek Discovery is fantastic. And the problem is, you know, people, what people are going to do, and what they have done, is they signed up for CBS All Access, watched that whole season of, of Star Trek Discovery... Canceled the service, and then I may or may not come back when they release season two. Yeah, like the, like the issue is many networks are doing this thing where it's like um, this is an internet exclusive, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's big, but you have to watch it on the internet, and you have to sign up for our service. And the internet has gone no, because like the internet has been pirating shit for a really really long time and if you say that i need to pay fucking 8.99 a fucking month just for cbs's you yeah. know shit i'm I mean, gonna be I like mean, disney might get away with it when they launch theirs but that's because theirs is gonna be cheaper yeah and they're they have now like having all the marvel stuff like mm-hmm. they they're gonna take all the disney stuff off the all the other streaming services mm-hmm. and all the marvel stuff but that means they're going to have all the Disney, all the Marvel, and all the Star Wars stuff, and they say they're going to have original content too, which means yeah, so like that, a that, whole shit ton of stuff that, that people might are succeed want. at a lower price point. You know, yeah, like you, they you, say it's going to be five dollars or less. Which yeah, is like, like crazy. I could I could also see that working just because Netflix has a lot of crazy shit on it. Like there's yeah. a oh, lot. Yeah. There's a ton of wild fucking shit on there. I mean, and they I make a not... lot of money, and I don't know how successful yeah. they've been in launching into the what they wanted to do was but, to but launch that's into not the even, world dynamic. That's actually not even my point. My point okay. is, is like that is not a safe place I would allow my children to be. My theoretical time traveling children. <laughs> yeah. um, I would not allow my children to be in that space unsupervised. I would allow them to be in a Disney space unsupervised, especially if I could wall off like certain more disturbing aspects of the Marvel universe. Like, but other than that, like, even if they see The Punisher, I'd be like, well, fuck, God, kid, don't watch The Punisher. Come on, I love you, son, but you're not, you're, you're not. Well, well, you well the, the downside is all, I mean, the upside is, from what I've heard, is that all of those that are already in pre-production or production of the Marvel, the, the Marvel series that are Netflix are all going to go through, but then they're going to stop. Mm. But, um, but, but my point about, like, yeah. it being a safe place for kids I, I know Netflix has a kids mode, right? But like, come on now, like <laughs> you know. And before I forget, because I probably get more into this later, uh, this is really short a TV thing, because we were talking about like streaming uh, shows and everything. Uh, the best nerd show that came out, and I, I I needed to Google this while you guys were talking, uh, to make sure that it came out this past year. Hands down, the best nerd show that came out this year was Legion. Hands yeah, down. I, I really want to see that. Yeah, the hands time. down. Uh, could you, I need, I, I'll be back. Continue discussing. 
What else? We were talking about. Games, we were right? talking about games, and Jamie, Jamie, like smacked us in the face with his cock. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's no, fine. No, it was just a related, you know, to what you were talking about. Um, no, it was a good thing to talk about. Um, but yeah, like, um, there's. Uh, so yeah, we're we're shifting over to games as service, and I think that what the the Battlefront thing did was uh, they realized that microtransactions aren't going to be that service, you know. Um, you cannot pay for power, uh, and if you do pay for power, it has to be in a way that is somehow circumventable by other means. Like, Hearthstone is a really good example. Yeah. Um, like... Also, the matchmaking system only matchmakes you with people with similar card collections. Yeah. I end up facing people who have fucking everything, because I have a shitload of shit. I spent a lot of money on the game, and I've I've ground a lot of packs out over the, like, two years I've played the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, that's Hearthstone, by the way, yeah, not, not Battlefront. Battlefront, yeah. you're just fucked, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, so that's a big thing that happened. Um, looking forward into 2018, uh, there's going to be just a, a dump load of RPGs, like, which is making me very, very happy. Oh, but before we go, before mm-hmm. we go forward, let's finish talking about the year okay, itself. Okay, cool, yeah, yeah. The year itself, because there were a ton. There oh, yeah, there's, 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 there's like, a lot. EA, of, EA Jamie, a lot of, Jamie, like, knocked me off balance, and I had this list of, like, yeah, shit yeah. I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Fuck you, Jamie. Fuck you, uh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, EA, yeah, no, EA really ate shit this year, and, mm-hmm. and, and in many instances, deservedly so. Um, Activision, uh, Activision Blizzard still remains much less of a shit show. Um, I didn't like Call of Duty World the, War II. The, the Blizzard portion of it is much less of a shit show. Um, Call of Duty World War II fell flat for a lot of people. Yeah, it wasn't... I see what they were trying to do, but it's been many years, and having us storm Normandy again, it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Like, I did that once, an Allied Assault, like, years ago. And so that's not innovative to me anymore. And for young gamers, they've been dealing with set pieces like this for like 10 years. So this isn't new for them either. I think we have to just accept that at least for now, probably not forever, but at least for now, the military shooter is dead. Like, Well, I mean, it's not dead. It's alive and well in, in the form of like CSGO and things like that. But it, it's CSGO not, isn't a military shooter. You don't consider CSGO a military no, military, shooter? No, a military shooter, I mean, like, it has the the paint job of military, but military shooters are, you know, uh, uh, characterized by stuff like regenerating health, you know, positioning tactics, so on and so forth. CSGO is an old-school Twitch arcade shooter. Huh. Like, that's why it's still been played so much. It, gotcha. You do not get the same thing out of CSGO that you get from Call of Duty. Um, so, what do you uh, mean by positioning tactics? You know how you would say that, like, in a Call of Duty Modern Warfare match, you know, um, your goal isn't to run out in the middle and try and, like, twitch reflex shoot people, you know, as soon as you say, you know, um, it's, you know, run, slowly advance, wait, you know, try and think of where the the opponent is going to be, try and get the drop on the opponent, you know, um, you know, uh, shoot them when they're not looking, use use your, you know, use your, your... Uh, um, either your your tactical upgrades or your grenades or whatever in, in a, a style that allows you to get the advantage, shoot through walls at certain points, you know? Um, mm-hmm. like, and CSGO uh, has, like, none of that. Uh, CSGO, like, getting the drop on people is important, um, but it's much faster paced and it's much more Twitch-based. It's more, you know, can you click on the other guy before they click on you? Gotcha. Um, 
And, like, damage is super, super high in CSGO. There's not regenerating health, you know. Um, you know, Counter-Strike... Counter-Strike was just made in a different time, you know? Yeah. It was made, like, in the time of Half-Life 1, you know? Mm. Like, and, and it controls similarly to that. Uh, but, it, like I said, it, it has more in common with an arcade shooter. And, you know, arcade shooters are... More based on elimination, not points. There it's aren't any It's funny that perks. they call it arcade shooters because there was never a game like that in any video arcade. No, I mean, like, that was the sort of thing that you got from, like, Unreal Tournament, you know, or Quake or Doom. Yeah, but those games know? were never in arcades. I always think that's just a funny thing to call well, it. Well, arcade has become, like, a catch-all term for, like... That's like call. That's like calling a, uh, a certain class of car your 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 Jello mobile. Like nobody like you don't eat Jello in it. It has nothing to do with Jello. It's not the color of Jello, but it's a Jello mobile. Arcade has come to characterize um, either zero sum games like you definitely win and the other person loses and there's not a lot of gray area, or um, Isn't things that like most games. Yeah, but like they're like like not necessarily in the middle. Like in a Call of Duty match. Um, there's a lot of back and forth. Someone could get a kill streak. Someone could get like 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 an uh, uh, an airdrop, and like the the momentum can change. Um, when something's arcadey or characterized as an arcade blank, it's more like you don't have any of that. It's just you versus the other guy. You know, you win or they lose. You know, and that's it. Or you know, you get more points or he doesn't, and that's it. You know, like there aren't there aren't balancing mechanics. There aren't big cinematic set pieces. You know, it's just like arcade arcade blanks are things that are based off of mechanics alone. You know, like you are in here to shoot the other guy and that's it. Uh. Um, so like it, it, it kind of like stands in for like a, a sort of minimalist design aesthetic, you know. Uh. Um, the military shooter, on the other hand, uh, was basically created by Call of Duty. You know, that genre is about regenerating health, uh, slow movement positioning, squad tactics, you know. And of course, there's squad tactics in, like, arcade shooters, but once again, that's more Twitch-based, and with stuff like Call of Duty's auto-aim, you know, or aim assists, it's really not, you know. Like, uh, and I don't actually think that there is much of a market for arcade shooters right now. Arcade I just, shooters? I mean, military? sorry, for, for military shooters right now. I do think that there are, uh, there's a market for arcade shooters, Overwatch, like I mean, yeah. like, but it, but that might suffer from the Blizzard problem of we own the market and we also destroy the market. That's true, yeah. Um, because Lawbreakers, Fortnite, nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know all these games that yeah, were trying to like snatch the crown. It didn't work. The only thing that came close is uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, but mm -hmm. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is a totally different. Yeah, that that totally that is that is essentially a survival simulator. Like that is that is a shooter by the barest definition, you know, because like, yes, you do find guns and you shoot people, but it is only a fraction of what you do. Um, you know, like you're like you're not you're not necessarily winning uh PUBG matches uh by finding a guy and like circle strafing around him or like utilizing cover interestingly. You're winning PUBG matches and this is like the appeal by like ramping a motorcycle off of a hill and jumping off of it midair so that it falls on someone and lights a house on fire and traps them inside it and then like you loot their corpses afterward and then someone hits you in the back of the head with a shovel and you lose like <laughs> you know that's what PUBG is like um 
And that's the appeal of it, you know? Like, the appeal is it's you versus 99 other people, you know, um, all trying to figure out what to do to survive, you know, in a, in a rapidly decreasing gameplay area. Um, and I think PUBG actually is a good, um, like, it's really sudden meteoric rise, right? Is a good uh, and just uh, recently out of early access now. Yeah, just recently out of early access. Uh, now an Xbox One console exclusive. Um, it's a meteoric rise. Says a lot about what shooter fans are looking for right now, which is they want to show, they want to play a new spin on the shooter genre because we have all played the Call of Duty formula before. Like, I don't. I, I, like, I was never a big fan of the military shooter, but, like, military shooter pros are, like, like, people who play this shit on esports team for a living are, like, I don't, they, they kind of wish that they could just play the old version and they can't. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not even necessarily that the new version is bad, it's just, the new, ver the, each new version feels unnecessary, you know? We had a game that had these mechanics and it worked. Yeah, you know the yearly the yearly treadmill for the military shooter really needs to end if the genre wants to see any survivability in the face of competition. Like, I feel like EA actually figured that out before Activision because mm -hmm. Battlefield One they didn't release a new one, they didn't release a new Titanfall. Though Titanfall One, I Titanfall Two, I finally got on that train. That game is fucking fantastic, mm -hmm. um, and it's a it's a shame that it didn't do better. Um, but yeah, yeah, Battlefield 1 didn't release anything else, and I'm curious to see what Call of Duty is going to look like next year, if they do one, and like, because last year's Infinite Warfare was really disappointing, and now, I don't know how the sales were for this one, but the reviews were not great. I gave it like a 7.5, and... I don't know exact sales numbers, but I don't actually think, uh, every year on year, sales numbers tend to decrease for Call of Duty, so... Yeah. Um... People are still playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3 more than, like, any other yeah. shooter. Like, they did uh, a military uh, fundraiser for veterans, and they actually added this, like, special you-can-buy-it-with-real-money um, item in Black Black Ops 3. They didn't put it in Infinite Warfare, which I yeah. was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put it in Infinite Warfare, they put it in Advanced Warfare, they put it in Black Ops 3. I was yeah. like, what? what? Fucking, all right. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want to make the most money for veterans, cool. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Go do that thing. But, like, it just says something about how many people are in their newer games. That yeah. That is the issue. Um, and, like, here, here's the thing. that This happens in the video game world. Oh, I accidentally hit my cat. Um, this happens in the video game world. Um, no genre is eternal. Um, yeah. And um, at some point, the military shooter might come back. But I think... Trying to, like, just hammer at it and hammer at it and hammer at it until it succeeds again is a bad model. Because I'm going to be honest with you, um, Overwatch right now is a behemoth. Like, yeah. um, I think that it's possible to make uh, multiplayer shooters uh, and certainly single-player shooters um, that compete with it, but not if you're just trying to be the next multiplayer game that everyone's addicted to. Yeah. Because Call of Duty is, thing, is right? just like a vague and minor evolution on itself. Yeah. Like it's not competing with anything anymore. It's just itself. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't even play Overwatch a ton anymore, but like if I get a shooter itch, like that's where I go. I'm, I'm more of a Heroes of the Storm player these days, but like... 
You know, I don't know. I already spent my $40. $40. A mere $40. Yeah. Like, that's like a burger, fries, a drink, and a shake in mm-hmm. fucking New York City. And like... Forty dollars, and I got like I I got an embarrassing amount of hours of gameplay <laughs> out of that forty dollars, and um, I still have it now. And the content keeps coming out. There's no dumb loot box mechanics other than, hey, do you want to you know fucking put junk rat in a chicken suit, knock yourself out, like, <laughs> which is fine. I don't have a problem. Yeah. With that. Speaking of like games where you can spend a lot of money, um, uh, Heroes of the Storm, you can spend a shitload of money and buy. Every single hero on your first day playing the game. Mm-hmm. That will not make you good with any of the heroes. Mm-hmm. Like, it took a really long time for me to be good enough to, like, earn my, like... I have, like, a 50.7, like, win rate right now. Which I'm... It's not super great. It's a coin flip. I'm trying to make it better. But it took a long time to get there. And to, like, learn the game and the, and the heroes. Well, if, like, I can look at the heroes now. The cast, if it's, like, 60 heroes or something like that. And know, like, this guy does that. And this is what I need to work, work look out for. And if he goes with this build. You know, like... I know that now and that makes me so much of a better player and there is no amount of time, there's no amount of money I can spend to do that. Like, I can't buy a loot box and be better at the game. Yeah. You know, you can buy every single hero, you can buy every single hero, but it won't make you good with any of the heroes. Yeah. In fact, it'll take, you're better off like choosing from a smaller number of heroes and finding someone you really like. Yeah. And just focusing on that one. Buy the one hero. Buy the one hero for like five bucks and just chill with that hero for a little while and learn that hero. That's the better strategy. Yeah. You know, and if something, and they have a free to play rotation of like six heroes that every week, and then when that hero cycles out, you get new heroes. So like find somebody you like that way. That's what I did. I, I think I started on, um, when I started to get serious, I started on like Muradin and then moved on with Raynor and then got good with Liaric and then decided I didn't like him and then played other characters and then now it's Nova. But like, yeah, go slow. You know, yeah. you don't you don't have to go fast. Spending money doesn't make you better at that game. Practicing makes you better at that game. Yeah. Um I what are, what other big game? Talk about Persona 5 because I feel like we'll, okay, so, we'll, so, we'll be we'll be we are we are being derelict in our duty if we don't talk about that game. Okay, so Persona 5 um so this is actually important. Um um I think that 2016 to 2017 was a uh year uh with both fantastic JRPGs and ARPGs. But I think it was the passing of the baton, so to speak, because in 2018, the whole lineup is JRPGs. Like, there isn't a single ARPG coming out. And sort of like the... the I gave this best um, RPG of the year. Um, I If I had the ability to, I'd give it best game of the year. Uh, I rated it a perfect 10 out of 10. Uh, Persona 5 was an amazing game. Just... just it, it It's... It's one of those games that does everything right. It had very good voice acting. It had amazing graphics. It had amazing graphics, and it was doing it on, like, generation-old hardware. Um, it had a fantastic battle system. It had a fantastic social system. It had a plot I cared about. Um, it, it Its menus were, like, a treat to scroll through. Uh, its soundtrack was phenomenal. It's funny that you say that, because I watched Carolyn, my wife, mm-hmm. play that game... And those menus look like a nightmare. So it's interesting to, to me that, like, it was good. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love it. They, it might look like a nightmare from, uh, like, an outside perspective, but um, it does really interesting things with motion that kind of allow you to scroll through menus without even looking at it. Mm. Um, one of the things that you might not have noticed on the outside looking in, 
But um, the, the character who moves, you know, like his stills move on the back of the screen, he takes a different position based on each menu that you're going into. Um, and it always has something to do with that menu. Um, so even if I'm like not really paying attention, I could judge by what the character is doing, um, which menu I, selection I'm hovering over. Um, and that plus its sense of style just made menus a ton of fun to go through. Like battle menus were a ton of fun to go through because uh, Persona 5 understood a thing that no JRPG has figured out uh, up until this point. When you are scrolling through menus, you could animate your character thinking. Like, because that's what you're doing, right? Like, when you're scrolling through menus, you're thinking. So yeah. if you animate your character thinking and preparing to do different things as you're scrolling through menus, if you go into the Persona menu, they, you know, like, like the, the their head demon comes out of their head, <laughs> you know, and they prefer that. If you go into the gun menu, they, like, put their hand on their gun. Like, it's, it's you know, um, it's just, but, like, you could animate scrolling through menus, and that was just such a tiny touch that, like, worked so well. I love this game. Um, if you are a fan of the Shin Megami Tensei series or a fan of RPGs in general, you should uh, play it. Um, you know, it, it's it's definitely RPG of the year, possible contender for game of the year. Um, but uh, that that's easy uh, to talk about. Um, other things in video games that are harder to talk about and I guess are more interesting to talk about, uh, first of all, um, the Switch did better than anyone thought it was going to. Analysts were saying it was going to fail. Um, really, did yeah, they? Yeah. Like, I, I tend to be very skeptical of Nintendo because mm -hmm. I just don't like Nintendo. Um, but it's interesting that they thought it was going to fail because it's a mobile system, it's a home system, well, it's well, like very I mean, innovative, it, but doesn't do any of the wonky bullshit that the Wii did. It, it was more expensive than they thought it was going to be. It had very bad battery life. Um... It, and the Wii U was just so bad, like it failed so hard. There and, and it was but coming it's a totally out totally different beasts. Uh, and it was coming out in the middle of a console generation, which usually gamers don't have the money for a new system in the middle of a console mm -hmm. generation. Everyone thought the Switch was going to fail. It is currently the best-selling console of all time. Yeah, boy, fucking howdy. Like, um, uh, I have a Switch. I gotta say, this is one of those things that you kind of have to experience yourself to believe. Yeah, like, un unlike other things Nintendo has done, which I thought were fucking nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought the Wii was nonsense. Mm -hmm. I really I really did, and I think history has borne that theory out, yeah. and that shit being fucking nonsense. One of those things that was, seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, just nobody supported it. There were no third-party titles, and the first-party titles weren't fucking enough. And I, that's what I thought from the beginning, and you argue with me, and you're fucking wrong. Hey, it's still, like, sold like hotcakes, but, yeah, you but know. The, but the Switch, I looked at that, and I was like, I, I feel like that could succeed. Also, don't bring over your video games, Karen. Yeah. We're drinking, Karen. <laughs> being social. Um, uh, we know the guy who made that meme. Yeah, uh, yeah but, um, but, but yeah. This... You know, I'm, I'm actually very pleased that they did well. And it seems like they're not just making the same game over and over and over again, which is one of my main complaints with Nintendo. They're breaking new ground. They're taking their franchise in franchises in interesting directions. Mario and Rabbids... Fucking XCOM, XCOM yeah. game. What? what? Like I didn't play <laughs> it, but like the the fucking genuinely stones good. to mash up two bizarrely different franchises. One that's like basically dead and has been dead for over a decade, and like 
turning them into a genre in which you have never, ever, ever done anything before, and then taking Zelda and making it into a fucking open world game. Like, what in the what? Yeah. Like, is is the next Smash Brothers going to involve me using my dong on the touchscreen? Like, and I'm going to love it? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it feels like the world is wide open, and that's very exciting. And it should be exciting to anybody. Yeah, like, I, I got to say, I, I don't regret, you know, like, getting my Switch. I mean, I got it for work, but, like, I, I originally thought it was going to be one of those things that I played because I had to play it for my job. Um, nah, it's really cool. Um, if only because I can do things like, like the dock for the Switch is just a pass-through. Everything is contained on that one screen. And I could just like, I could take it to the park. I could take it, you know, on the subway. I could, you know, um, I could do whatever I want. And then I come home and I put it in the dock and I just play it, pick up from where I left off. It's just, it's great. Like it's, it's. The, the appeal of portability cannot be understated. Yeah. Um, and it also, because they didn't release any new portable system this generation, like the most recent thing was the 3DS, and that was like, what, like four or mm -hmm. five years ago? A while back. Like, they managed to merge an, their main market with a market they owned, yeah. which is portable gaming. Like... That's a real, that is some really slick shit right there. That is a real master stroke of, of marketing, of like market desegmenting. Everyone's trying to perform market segmentation, but like with gaming, you want to desegment your market. You want it to just be one market. You don't want to force people to invest in hardware to play games, but now it's just one piece of hardware. It's really fucking brilliant. Like I yeah. have to admit it. It's really brilliant. Like I don't own one. I don't ha really even have any interest in owning one. But when something when something cool has happened, you, I can totally acknowledge when you, something cool. You might has happened. eventually, man. Like it's it's weird. Like um, I didn't think I was really gonna want one, and I do like Nintendo games, right? Um, but like the new Shin Megami Tensei is coming out on it, and that's gonna be cool. Like it has La Noir on it, which is like see, I played La Noir on PS3. Yeah, though, you you played like you then. you you played it already, but a lot of people didn't, and it's weird because a lot of people are now using the Switch to play stuff. That they hadn't played yeah, like before. like Bayonetta. Yeah, like Bayonetta. Which, to be like, fair, I haven't played that either. Mm -hmm. And, like, if it came out again on PS4, as like Bayonetta 1 and 2, collected edition, $20. Mm -hmm. Are you bored? Like, I might, <laughs> I might get it, you know? Just to see what it's about. Um, uh, but. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, cool. it, it's pretty neat. Uh, so, yeah, um, like, recommend the Switch. I mean, I generally don't have to because it's already sold as much as the Wii U has. Yeah, you but, really like, don't. But it worked. Um, <laughs> Uh, fighting games are weird this year because Capcom has just oh, fucked man, the goat. Oh, they shit the bed. Um, it's really amazing so, so, how badly they shit the bed. So, for those of you who aren't aware about fighting games, Capcom has always been the king of fighting games. They did the Marvel vs. series and they did Street Fighter. Street Fighter V has already kind of had, like, a very tepid response. Um, they don't have a whole lot of people playing online. Uh, they've gotten a lot of DLC for it, but it's just, it's not sitting well with people. Uh, they say the gameplay isn't compelling, blah, 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 blah. Um, this year, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out. Um, and I genuinely like playing that game. Playing that game. Everything else about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is garbage. Um, <laughs> like, explain. Hot, hot, I, yeah. You're now you're now in my even though yeah. <laughs> I'm now in your your corner in the comic my my, corner. my, my, wheel, my wheelhouse 
if for no other reason than that is one of my favorite like fighting game franchises of all time. Oh, the Versus series? Uh, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom specifically. specifically? Yes. Well, first of all, we should play MBCI if we have time before you go. We, we, uh, we will not. Okay, yes. we will not. I apologize. Fuck you, G. I'm sorry. I, I have dogs I have to go take care um, of. Anyway. Fuck um, you and fuck your dog. Well, now you just have to come here and play MBCI with me at some yeah, point. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, problem number one. Uh, all the recognizable character themes from every that were in place for every other Marvel vs. Capcom. For years. For years. For years. Taken out and uh, put in with kind of lame orchestral remixes of the MCU themes. Um, can you remember what Thor's theme is in the MCU? Nope. Yes, but only because I am one of those people who has... Uh, for, for all intents and purposes, mm -hmm. a superhero... Uh, score soundtrack channel on my Pandora, and that's the only reason. And you 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 remember Thor's theme? I like it, it, I come it for me right now. Yeah, come it for me right now, right now. That's the thing. Put I, it for shut up. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, if I heard it, I would recognize it. I couldn't hum it for you. Gotcha. But but okay. Da 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 da. Yeah yeah yeah. It's not John Williams. It's not John Like there are hummable themes in the world. Yeah. None of the Marvel Cinematic Universe theme songs are hummable. I would actually argue that one of the reasons why Guardians of the Galaxy has the soundtrack it has is so that there is at least one Marvel movie with a memorable fucking soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, um, actually that's not entirely true. I would possibly argue that the Avengers has a theme that's pretty uh, recognizable. Yeah, okay. Like, um... Oh, and the, I couldn't the, exactly hum that for you either. But, the Avengers like, theme wasn't in this, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the problem: fighting game soundtrack. This is this is just one of the many problems, right? Yeah. Fighting game soundtracks are supposed to get you amped. Yeah. Orchestral themes don't get you amped. You know, um, they're, I they're, would only they're great. Partially agree with you on that. They're it depends, big, on, depends on the. They're yeah. great backdrops for epic battles, right? Right. Okay. Um, okay. I get to see what you're saying. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But they don't make you want to take action you right know? like they are they're 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 you know they're set dressing yeah you know um but they don't feel like theme songs i i you know? but i but i will argue as far as like a fighting game mm -hmm. there are tracks on the and this is not a superhero mm -hmm. uh, arguably it could mm -hmm. be construed as a superhero score but since you brought it up mm -hmm. uh there are tracks on the mad max fury road Mm -hmm. Soundtrack that you could basically put behind any. Oh yeah, playing any sure. video game. <laughs> yeah, sure. I've played that riding the train, and I've just like leaned forward in my seat. <laughs> I, I made a joke. I was on Metro North listening to it, and I was just like, <laughs> Which is I like just, the most peaceful commuter train in all yeah, of the NYC. And I kind of wanted to get up at one point and just yell, "Fang it!" Just like really <laughs> loud. Which weird side note. Before I apologize for. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, for a really long time, I thought they were yelling faggot, and then I realized... When do they yell faggot? Uh, two, two points. When uh, the guy who's spitting the... Uh, the guy... His, who's spitting his the nitro fuel Yeah, into his character's bar. called Slit, but uh, mm -hmm. she says it, and... Uh, he says it, and uh, Charlene Theron says it at one point. Mm -hmm. Huh, I didn't notice that. There's um, actually a bunch of weird slang in that that yeah. we have discussed before. But so yeah. On. Anyway, uh, take out all the recognizable themes. You know that pissed everybody off. They 
they muted the colors to make it like really dark and gritty and also like the MCU. Why would um, they? Yeah, I get. I mean, I sort of get that as far as the MCU. So that's like an MCU thing. I thought maybe that would be like a, we're trying to make it more like Injustice. No, they're trying to make it more like the MCU. And by the way, uh, uh, just to let you know, like I'm not gonna go in in, in depth here, but Injustice Two um, actually wasn't a great game to play, but is still my pick for fighting game of that the year story mode because is the story amazing. mode is amazing. It is one of the better stories in gaming of the year. Not just a good story for a fighting game. I've heard really you good know? things about it. Like, well, but also that's if, weird. If I would I'm never not, like like if I'm like not my body's mistaken, rejecting itself for if saying If I'm not that. mistaken, <laughs> that's Jeff Johns as well. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Or was it Jeff Johns? Oh, that explains a lot. He's just good at DC Universe. Yeah. Like, he just knows what he... He made... He had an Aquaman miniseries, like, series, <laughs> and he made Aquaman interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and he and, and he gave rise to passive-aggressive Black Adam, which is our stupid inside joke. Yeah, dumb, um, awesome meme. But, um, but yeah, uh, so Injustice 2, really great game. Not gonna really last you as a versus game, but as a single-player game... It's gonna last you for hundreds of hours. Like God. it's amazing. So as a single player game, hundreds of yeah, hours. Yeah, because they kept adding new oh, story did. stuff. Uh, yeah, as things went on, which is what you fucking do, you know. Like, yeah. um, but anyway, MBCI, you know, muted the colors. Uh, it looks like shit. Like the game looks like shit. Justin, all, all like, yeah, all. One of the things that I thought was really disappointing. A lot of games show you two character portraits in the versus screen. Once you've gone to versus mode, you pick your guys. You're going to the arena. It shows you, like, Ryu versus Ken. Like, it does that thing. And it shows you these badass portraits of your dudes looking great. And, like, you just get hyped to play it. And, like, I don't know who they hired, but I have seriously seen better portraits of these characters on, like, teenagers' deviant art sites. Like, these are the ugliest fucking portraits of these characters I've Ever fucking oh, um, um, you didn't sad. know. Uh, there's not portraits. What? That they didn't actually hire anyone to do that art. What they did was they just took the character model and the game generates a still frame of the character model that they use in the game. Okay, so I, I hope you listeners at home can hear this, but I don't want to blow your, your ears out, so I'm doing it into a pillow. <laughs> yeah, in fact, there's a there's this glitch where like if you um. If you uh, pick like Dormammu or Ghost Rider, someone who has their head on fire, and then deselect it and pick them again, the fire is in a different place. Wow. Because the fire is just constantly animating, so when it takes a still picture of them, the fire is always going to be in a random place. That's horrible. So that tells you how ugly the 3D models are. Yeah. Like, um, it's visually, it's just a profoundly unappealing game. And for people who are outside of the fighting game community, many fighting game events involve tournaments in multiple games. Mm -hmm. And because the spaces are not very large and because people want to see as much as they can, they have these these um, events happen sequentially, not concurrently. Yeah. So people have this ongoing joke in the fighting game community where it's like, yeah, cool, you know, I'm going to the Tekken tournament and it's going to be awesome. And and, and people would make, there was this joke, and it says, that's nice, but when's Marvel? Yeah. Like, X thing is happening, but when's Marvel? Mm -hmm. Like, fighting gamers would make jokes about that. Like, Thanksgiving dinner is served, that's nice, but when's Marvel? Yeah. Like, it was this running, ridiculous joke with fighting game players, even if you didn't like Marvel vs. Capcom. Because it was the centerpiece of an entire scene of, an entire competitive scene of a genre. 
Yeah. A whole genre. That would be like if nobody played anything but Overwatch, and then they released Overwatch 2, and everyone hated it so much that there were only 350 concurrent yeah, yeah. players. Yeah, so, so that, that's, that's a real number. 350 players playing uh, MVCI online at any given time. I pull numbers out of my ass all the time. This is not an ass-pulled number. This is yeah. a real number. Um, that is terrifying like it's shocking that that, that that's horrendously low it's low enough that the um the runner of evo joey queller um he uh evo is the world's biggest fighting game tournament happens in um, vegas yeah happens in vegas um he's like maybe we just won't make marvel a, a mainline game you know like it won't be a main event next year marvel has been at evo for 20 years 20 years it was at the first Evo. That is, that is um, staying power for a game, again, for people who are not gamers, mm -hmm. that is a level of staying power for a game franchise that I don't think has ever been achieved outside of Nintendo's like core lineup. And those games are not competitive games. I can't yeah. think of a single other competitive game. Competitive that is, game, yeah, because yeah. the only thing that popped into my head was Mortal Kombat, and it doesn't really count. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not competitive. Yeah. No, not really. Like, not there's really. some, but they, there's not an effort to balance it in that way. Yeah. And so, as a result, like, it kicks the, the legs out of, like, the centerpiece of the scene. So, I don't know what's going to replace it, but I bet Angelo does. So, okay. So, first of all, here's the, here's the thing. This is weird. But, so Capcom's falling because it made some really dumb decisions. Yeah. Um... Bandai Namco, of all people, is stepping up to take their place. Uh, first of all, uh, Tekken is pulling magnificent numbers. They have like, like tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of people playing Tekken 7 online at any given point in time. They also have, they have all the, the, the licensed games. Uh, they do, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but so Tekken 7 is pulling great numbers. Tekken 7 in esports is pulling great numbers. Tekken 7 is also... Strangely enough, the better crossover game. Um, okay. Because, so Tekken 7 now has Akuma from Street Fighter, um, Geese Howard from King of Fighters, Noctis from Final Fantasy XV, and is adding more guest characters to it. And these guest characters are a blast to play. And Justin's the Tekken fan here. Yeah, no, I think... Um, I really enjoy this Tekken. The, the, I mean, the last time I was really deep into a Tekken game was Tekken 3. Mm -hmm. And I spent a little time in Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Uh, but my real, like, but this is the, the one that I think is really bringing me back. And it's, it's fun. It's fast. It feels great. It looks great. You know, the characters are awesome. The, char the female character models are still problematic as fuck. But... <laughs> but the the game itself is really really awesome, and I haven't played any of the DLC characters because Angelo hasn't let me play them because he's an asshole. You played Akuma. I have. I, he's not real DLC. <laughs> he's not real real LC. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's great. I, yeah. I mean, I like honestly, I I feel like if there was one fighting game to get in 2017, it was it was Tekken Seven. Yeah, it was I, definitely Tekken Seven. So that's like stepping into Street Fighter's shoes, and then now they're releasing a game called Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, yes, that Dragon Ball. But yes, that Dragon Ball. Um, now, granted, Dragon Ball is a stupid fucking anime. Like, yeah, it's really dumb. Now you're getting doxed. Now you're getting doxed. Everyone knows what it is. Yeah, and all the Dragon Ball fighting games have been shit garbage. 
But this is being made by Arc System Works, who makes Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue. Yeah. Um, and it is a beautiful looking game. It is one of the best looking games I have seen in ages. I'm actually um, like see this because the uh, for various reasons I know a kid who has mm -hmm. all of these, like a a bunch of the licensed fighting games, mm -hmm. including the Naruto one. Yeah, also trash garbage. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but this new one, you know. But but the funny thing about those is they they can get away with being trash garbage. Yeah, except this one isn't trash garbage. Yeah. This one is uh, uh, 2D, 3-on-3, three three, which is what Marvel vs. Capcom used to be. It's not anymore. The MBCI wasn't 3-on-3. Three three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so 2D, 3-on-3, tag I don't even really play video games yeah. that makes me make that noise. <laughs> what, what makes you make that noise? Uh, the fact that, that uh, the new Marvel game isn't three on three like the old ones were. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, so this is two D three on three. It's like the new Marvel, except it's all Dragon Ball characters in a a magnificently beautiful system uh, with an incredible story mode, and most importantly, uh, one of the coolest things that they showed off, uh, aside from just the fact that the mechanics are great, um, when you do certain things, scenes from the show reenact themselves. So if you kill Frieza with Goku on an exploding Namek, you get to see the end of the Frieza saga. And I was talking with Justin about this. Yeah. And this is this, by the way. I think this is going to take the place of Marvel. It's going to be when's Dragon Ball. But yeah. um, I was talking with Justin about this. It is absurd that the team behind Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite didn't do the same thing. Yeah. Why in God's name? Did they not add those kinds of scenes? Why can't if Captain America beats fucking Iron Man, mm -hmm. why don't we get like the final scene from fucking uh, Civil War? Yeah, it doesn't uh, have to be common. I, I could I could actually tell you the reason why. Why? Because the overlap, the characters that they use in Marvel versus Capcom, unless that because apparently in a new one, I don't think there's enough actual content. In the MCU that overlaps with the fighting, this is just a theory. It probably uh, that that would work. Uh, what they should have done mm -hmm. is the reason why it works better in Dragon Ball is you have those things just on hand. Mm -hmm. uh, is have produced anim animated stuff for it. Yeah, because there's plenty of animated. Well, there's stuff. there's a single player campaign and, and it boy, is garbage. Howdy, it is garbage. But like, well, there kind of is though. Like, I mean, you could play as Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and like, if you beat Iron Man, you could just get recreated in the in-game engine. But you could, you know, get the final scene of Civil War. Uh, yeah, but know? what I'm saying is, I mean, I don't know all the Marvel characters who are in mm -hmm. uh, the ver most recent version of Marvel vs. Capcom, but it. Is it that much overlap with the MCU? With the MCU movie specifically? Story yeah, lines? that was the point. Like, oh, like, okay. like they took yeah, out. Maybe there's, they there's, this is another reason everyone hated it. No X Men, no Fantastic Four characters in the whole game. No Spider Man. Well, no, they could keep Spider Man. They kept Spider Man. Yeah, they yeah. did keep Spider Man. Uh, yeah, but, but they, they took out Wolverine, which pissed people off. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Um. So it was basically only MCU characters. So they could have had that. And like, here's the thing: it didn't just have to be. Marvel characters, because they also have the other side, which is Capcom characters. Yeah. And there's scenes you could recreate with that, you know? Yeah. You could, like, when Chris beats Nemesis, you could do something, you know, with that. 
Um, there's stuff from the Street Fighter. Yeah, there's stuff from the Street Fighter, you know, movies. anime that you could do. Um, honestly, Loki's not in it, but they have uh, Jetta from Darkstalkers, who's a god. So if the Hulk beat Jetta, you could get the puny god, puny scene, god scene. You know, like even though it's not, it's not yeah, Loki. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, um, you know, there's Rocket Raccoon in there. There's a million things you could do with Rocket Raccoon, like. It's it it's it's a. Well, it seems like a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, the whole the, game is a. It's like what fifty gigs of missed opportunities. Yeah, it, it's it's horrendous. Um, and it here's the thing. I take no joy in saying that it's this bad. Not at all. You I know? don't even like the Marvel series, and I I was sad that this happened. You know, I I don't think it's good when storied franchises make bad choices and get destroyed, like Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, there there are some things that I that I get enjoyment out of watching be destroyed. Game franchises are not one of those. Yeah, things. um, it, this was just this was just an unfortunate fuck up on everybody's part, um, and uh, I don't think fighting games are going to be the same. But then again, we're getting a lot of new fighting games next year. We're getting Soul yeah. Calibur six. Um, you know, and that's going to be important to a lot of people who have been waiting on a new Soul Calibur yeah, for a while. that'll be fun. Um, we're getting Dragon Ball Fighter Z. we're getting Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, uh, we're getting a bunch of indie games like Fantasy Strike. Um, Fantasy Strike I'm really excited about, because I remember we played the Fantasy Strike Alpha together, and yeah. that was a really fun game. Yeah. Fantasy Strike, by the way, uh, the idea behind it is, what if fighting games, but you can play them? Yes, you, person who is listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> Not me, person who has gone to Evo before, but you, Tilda Swinton. It's, you, know, <laughs> you, you too, Tilda, can play this yeah. game. Um, Dear Lord, was that this year as well? Or was what? that last year? Doctor what? Strange was last year, right? That was last yeah, year. That was last okay, year. great. I can't even, yeah. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Um, Let's so, do the time warp again. So, um, the control scheme for Fantasy Strike. You have attack, special number one, special number two, and throw. Um, that's it. That's the whole game. Um, you know, you press special one and special two at the same time, you do a super. Um, really, really easy, designed to like get people into the game world of fighting games. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea. Like... Yeah, it, it, it um it, it still operates like a fight. Like you still jump, you still have high low mix ups, you know, you still have left right mix ups, you still have, you know, throw mix ups. Um like but it, it's it, everything is reduced. You have fewer moves, you have fewer things you could do. And it's all about learning the fundamentals. Um so that's gonna be pretty big. Like I actually think like that's a very, very good idea. Um, and, uh, I can't wait to see what they do, like, what other characters they add and how they balance it. Um, so, you know, that's another thing that's coming out. Um, so there's this weird fighting game explosion that's happening right now, and, you know, I'm kind of hype about that, you know? Uh, the Ninja Turtles are being added to Injustice 2. Um, I, that one, I read that one, that was, that's cool, but weird. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um... Detroit Become Human might come out in 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah. We will see what beautiful way in which David Cage's Quantic Dream lets us down again. <laughs> How the Quantic Dream becomes the Quantic Nightmare. <laughs> but I, I've been waiting for this game since goddamn 2012. Like, motherfucker, I was still in my goddamn 20s when that shit came out. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I am an old-ass man now, and I'm still waiting for this game, and I really want it to come out because... 
the whole concept, the idea, it's just everything to me. I think it's beautiful and exciting and Is and that the, the game that's based on... Here, actually, explain what it is. Okay, so Detroit it... Become Human started its life as a tech demo about Ascension Android in 2012. Yep. And it was a tech demo about... like basically, It was on the PS3, but it had these a great performance from um, Valerie... I can't remember her name. Valerie Summer? Something Who like that. Who is now plays this uh, Dot, the sister on the tick, and she's great. Yeah, and she was also in um, Veronica Mars and yeah. a couple of other shows. Which, by the way, the, the tick on Amazon is a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. She's not super famous. She's the kind of person who could get a burger in, in her sweatpants and not get a yeah. hard time about it. Um, and uh, But she did a great job. I was super moved when I saw it. I really wanted it to be a game. It wasn't yeah, a, a game. A lot of people, including me. Yeah, mm -hmm. it wasn't a game. Are you going to play this one, Jamie? Are we'll you going to Are you gonna fucking play this one? If it's available on a... If it's available on... Jamie, just admit it. You're going to fucking... You're, you get off on not playing the games that <laughs> we tell bit, you to tiny play. Tiny bit. Tiny yeah. bit. <laughs> tiny bit. Not going to lie. Tiny bit. I do have a question about one game that we've discussed okay. before. Uh, the South Park game did did have you, oh, you played uh, the South Park I can, well, game? Well, let, let's finish talking yeah, about no, this. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, and that's why I didn't yeah. want to bring it up yet. Uh -huh. It started it started as uh, a tech demo, and uh, it was beautiful, and it was moving, and it was intense, uh, and. We got Beyond Two Souls instead of a Kara game, and that <laughs> game was uh, well. Let's just say the beginning of my heartbreak with Contra Green started, <laughs> and um, but uh, I've seen other. Gameplay demos of the game, and it looks beautiful and intense and emotional, just like that original tech demo. So my, my hopes are really as high as they possibly can be, uh, and I really want to see this game come out. I really basically bought a PS4 to play this game. Like, that's why I got this fucking thing. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I'm on board for this shit, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, look out for that. God, there's a lot of big name releases next year. Um... Anyway, you said the South Park game. South yes. Park, the fractured butthole. Um, uh, although, uh, just as a side boat, uh, side boat, side boat. <laughs> yeah, get on the side boat. A side, side boat. A, a side boat. So, so, so side boat. I, I was gonna. I'm gonna like edit uh, this part out probably yeah, sure. or leave it in. Uh, what are you guys doing Friday? Because just if you would want to continue, if there's more stuff you want to talk out. Uh, I am unfortunately uh, heading down to my New Year's party down in uh, Columbia, Maryland. So, okay, I was just yeah. I mean, the answer would actually be yes uh, because I have there's a so, there's so much things. to talk about. Yeah, but, uh, but um, uh, this just means that we have to hang out more, yes. Jamie. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, South Parking, South Park's fractured butthole. Um, so I, I'm gonna quote uh, my my buddy Adam Shang so he can get doxxed. Um, right. but, um, I feel like I stopped caring about South Park when I started caring about other things. Um, yeah. and like, uh, so, uh, my opinion on South Park's humor is eh at this point, you know, like it's yeah. been a while since I was into South Park, but that being said, uh, South Park, the fractured butthole was a surprisingly solid tactical RPG. Like genuinely fun to play um and also uh the superhero references pretty funny like i mean the south park humor was dumb like there's a lot of fart humor i'm like sorry but i'm basically beyond that you know sure. like um you was it kind of cool that morgan freeman fed you a burrito that let you fart yourself back in time 
yes, but like oh, only only the first time when they harped on it for like the rest of the game, I was like, we get it, farts are funny, you don't have to keep doing this, you know? So um, I still like, I have about 20 minutes before I start to feel super guilty uh, mm -hmm. about the job that I'm supposed to be doing right now. Okay. Even though technically I'm done. So what, done, but uh, what, there are other, there were other games we can, if you want to go through what were some you, stuff, what, 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 what were you going to ask? Me no, 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 no. You had more things. What were you going to do? No, what were you going to say? What were you going to ask? What's happening? I was going to ask. Well, no, no. I, I was going to ask about, about about anime, but uh, oh yeah, no. I want to talk I, about but, anime. But, but, Let's talk about anime. Okay, right, we're, we're fucking, we're fucking ebs. Like this will yeah. happen. Because I was going to say you have more game fucks. stuff, but we no. Yeah. I, I got. There's just not enough fucking time in the universe. <laughs> okay, that's you know, fair. for this shit, you know, like part partially because we spend an hour and a half talking about movies alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's the end of the year. Yeah, it's the end of the year. What happens? So anime. Yeah. Um. This year has been so good for anime. Um, the anime that I have watched in the last three seasons are better than, like, the anime I've watched in, like, the last three years. Okay. Um, uh, Justin has no taste, so he thinks they're all garbage. Go for uh, yourself. But, um, but things like... Um, uh, God, I could just start rattling off new ones. Um, the Ancient Magus' Bride is okay. so... Good. It's outstanding. It, it's like a living fairy tale. It deals with stuff like depression and family abuse. Um, it uh, makes you genuinely feel for the characters. Um, it has a fantastic, like, like internally consistent mythology. It is great. If you haven't seen The Ancient Magus's Bride, watch The Ancient Magus's Bride. It's so good. I have cried multiple times okay. watching this anime. Um... That's number one. Uh, number two. Um, Let's just do five for the sake of. I'm a fucking. I'm a fucking go through a lot of shit. Okay. Uh, uh, Kino's Journey. Uh, it's a uh, remake of the original Kino's Journey. I was gonna ask. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, 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 basically Aesop's Fables plus Gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair. Um, uh, but it's really well done. Um, uh, it's darker than the original. Uh, they cut a lot of the fluff. Uh, it, it's it's just it's a fantastic uh, story. Once again, love the characters, love the situations they get into. The general idea is that Kino is a traveler who ends up going from country to country, and each country has its own sort of quirky laws um, that teach you a moral story, and it's usually solved by shooting someone in the face. <laughs> so, um, um, so that amazing, amazing anime. Um, uh, there have been things like uh, uh, Gamers uh, is an anime about gamers. Okay. Um, and you'd think that this would be horrible anime schlock that's just exploitative and like moe bait, but it's not. Um, it's about uh, what it's like growing up in high school and basically having no idea how to get your life under control. <laughs> um, not understanding what love means, not understanding what friendship means. Um, sometimes feeling like an outcast, sometimes doing stupid things because you just want to be liked by other people. Um, really heartfelt story, and it's done basically through the glasses of, but what if you were a gamer? And there's like a lot of, uh, 
uh, really great inside jokes. Like, there's this one entire segment where uh, a sort of outcast kid is playing uh, fighting games with the popular kid, um, and it goes through, using actual scenes from the Persona 4 fighting game, um, uh, all the dumb things that new fighting gamers do. Um, I was watching this with my friend Rob, and he and he watched those scenes, and he's like, I feel so called out right now. <laughs> um, I showed them to Justin, too, and Justin said... Which like, scenes? The scenes, with, with the fighting game scenes from gamers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was like, pretty cool. Yeah, so... Um, uh, Justin, but for the Let the Record show, Justin said something about an anime. It was pretty cool. My you problem, can't take that back My now. problem with anime generally is <laughs> that it strings together a number of cool moments that never congeal into a complete emotional story. Uh, well, I will tell you, Gamers is a very complete emotional story. You're a very huh? complete emotional story. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fucking whatever. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah. Uh, gamers... Fantastic slice of life. Um, anime Godfrey's. <laughs> this fucking anime <coughs> starts as an anime about people in high school who like to watch anime. Okay. Which is great. And so for like seven episodes, it's just anime references. And isn't it kind of neat that we're anime fans? This is what it's like to go to an anime con for the first time. This is what it's like to watch anime with your friends, so on and so forth, for the first seven episodes. And the last six episodes are just a straight-up David Lynch film. <laughs> like, it just goes all... In a good or that, bad way. Is this it's the a, shit you were watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there are it, two different ways that In, that a, in a good way. Like, okay. like, like it, it basically goes into, you know, but what if anime were real... Actually, this is terrifying and horrible, and anime was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that, that like, I started watching Anime Gotteries because I had watched Gamers, and I wanted a new slice of life, and it ended up not being a slice of life, and I ended up being okay with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, highly recommend that. Um... God, uh, uh, My Hero Academia, um, it, it's probably the best shown in anime I've seen in a while. Um, I, I have it on my list, I haven't actually um, gotten to it If you like superhero is that, is comics... That, is that new? That's that's new. That's relatively okay. new. Well, they, they just went into its second season, but okay. If, okay. if you like superhero comics, you need to watch this show. Um, it plays with superhero tropes so much, um... It's just a fantastic story. The conceit is, you know, something happens and 80% of the world gets superpowers. Um, and so you have to adjust to living a life in a superpowered society. Right. Um, and to be a superhero, you have to go to school to be a superhero, which is, you know, where we're following the protagonist. It is so good. Like, if you like shonen bullcrap, this is like <laughs> high quality, pure shonen bullcrap. Um, I love it. I love everything about it. You know, uh, just, just watch it. Um, Erased, uh, which I think I've recommended on here before. Yeah, you definitely have. Yeah. Um, that happened earlier this year and it's, it like just recommending it again. So good. Uh, nearly indescribably good. Um, uh, so there's, that's just like, that's, that's five anime right there. Cool. Which, you know, are, are better than most of the anime that I've seen. Um, and there is an anime slash video game uh, thing. It kind of goes hand in hand. But 
if you have uh, zero dollars and you want to play a good game, um, one of one of the best games I've played in a while, and it's totally free. You should play Doki Doki, Doki, Doki Literature, Literature Club. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I knew where he was going with this. Like that game is incredible. Um, so okay, on its Steam page, it has a bunch of warning tags on it. Okay. Um, the warning tags are things like. Um, discussions of abuse, uh, psychological horror, um, mature themes, violence, so on and so forth. The game, for all intents and purposes, looks like a weeby bullshit dating simulator. <laughs> okay. I want to let you guys know. This was one of the scariest experiences I had last year. Um, okay. <laughs> I played this with three other people in the room with the lights on, and we were screaming at the screen as shit happened. Like, um, it is such an effective horror storytelling device. It is a horror game. Okay. The first five hours of it, if you're slow, and three if you're not slow are just a bullshit weeby dating simulator, but huh. it's necessary because it sets up the stage for the horror. Um, my God, play Doki Doki Literature Club. It's like almost criminal that it's free because uh, Team Salvato, the, the people who made it, deserve to get money. And they're making an actual like horror game, like not a bait and switch, but like just a straight up horror game huh. uh, that's coming out in 2018. And you should definitely check it out. Um, you, Jamie, should play Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay, it is fucking important. I know, I know, I'm not gonna be. I'm no, I'm not going to. But that's you should fucking do it. It's free. It's free. It's fucking free, Jamie. If we've it's learned, free. If we've you learned, realize that money is not his barrier to gaming, right? Uh, I it's, don't. It's the, the the thing that stops him from gaming is the shot of dopamine he gets from making you upset. <laughs> There's that, but but I mean we've we've addressed this before. Is the uh, fucking kill you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but 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 you do understand that 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 stems from a fundamental difference. Be I mean, there's things that you like, but the the things that you really love are the things that you default to. No, I mean, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, like, like you could say that video game, but nine times out of ten, I'm going to watch the anime or mm -hmm. watch the show or read the comic book. All of those things are all above have you, playing have, have, any game. Have you watched the anime that I recommended to you? A couple of them, yeah. Okay, I good. just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, we're not going to discuss all of them on this podcast just because mm -hmm. uh, I actually want us to get back together and... Do more stuff. Yeah, just yeah. do a, a an anime episode. Okay, honestly. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, we're we're gonna talk like when you put this on the thing, mm. we talk about like scheduling that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my schedule has become a lot more malleable than it used to. I, like the very the first thing I thought of when I said My Hero Academia was Jamie would love this. Yeah, but Jamie hasn't watched this. I Jamie I, has not watched this. I I I've been <laughs> slowly. It it's on Netflix. It's in my my list. Mm -hmm. I just. Just getting through. Just getting there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Oh, um, I did watch all of Basilisk, uh, but we'll have to discuss that on a yeah on another time. And I almost uh, I'm almost done just because I love me some samurai shit. I mm-hmm. watched and because it's vaguely based on uh, uh, Seven Samurai Samurai Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but vaguely, yeah. very vague. Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I watched that. That's a pretty good one. Um, uh, there's a bunch of other things like if you like uh, Full Metal Alchemist and Trigun. Um, uh, Kekai Sensen is great. Okay. Um, which, by the way, both of which are apparently having new things coming yeah, out Yeah, that's year. true, yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't... Trigun, I'm kind of excited about. Brother, uh, Fullmetal Alchemist, I, like, read about it and I was like, I don't know how man. I feel about that. <laughs> um, so created by the same people, uh, Kekai Sensen, other, otherwise known as Blood Blockade Battlefront. I forget if I told you about this. but I the, don't think you did. Uh, so the concept is this. I now um, listen to an anime podcast, an, uh, mm-hmm. an anime podcast that uh, so a lot of this stuff has started to fall into like more regular because what a lot of times what happens is you'll tell me I'll mm-hmm. add it to my queue or like in the process of from when I get to looking these th- things up mm-hmm. like sometimes I just I just forget things. Fair enough. Uh, so here here's this. I'm gonna pitch this to you, right? Okay. The plot is um, uh, several years ago. A horrible portal into the demonic underworld opens up, I think, at the end of the L train in New York. <laughs> um, and demons flood out into New York. You Honestly, know, that, they, that they, couldn't delay the L train. Like, are they dressed like hipsters? Is I don't know. They're, they're like, that couldn't delay the L train any worse than it's already been delayed. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and they flood out into New York, right? Um, and, like, all of New York and some of Jersey City is um, basically, like, flooded with demons and demonic magic and, like, creatures from another world. Um, and life just kind of keeps going on because that's what New York do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Makes sense. Not right. Makes so, sense. like, for, like, three days, everything was horrible um, because, you know, demons were everywhere and were eating people. But then it turns out that because of that, people got cool superpowers. And eventually, the demons realized... It was just a lot easier to get to their fucking jobs, you know, like, and not try to eat people. Um, what anime is this? This is called Blood Balkade Battle. Kekai Sensen is what it's called in Japanese. But, um, and so it's just, it's literally just, you know, what if New York, but crazy, horrible demon bullshit. Um, and it's so, it, it, it's hilarious because the a lot of the appeal of this anime is just... All of the crazy anime bullshit, like, you know, I am a demon, you know, that have come, has come, you know, from 500 years ago. I'm 500 years old. I was around at the first culling, and it's like, yeah, wait until we get off the subway before you get on the subway. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know what this is? Do you know what this what? is? This is this is the better version of Bright. I was yeah. just going to say that! I was just going to say that! <laughs> um... Like, yeah. there was so much room for deep-ass jokes like that. Just, <laughs> nah, we, we would rather have, like... We, we would rather have Will Smith shout, How do you make a fucking shootout awkward? Like, yeah. that's the line we got instead. Um, so, yeah, it's like, there's just... There's jokes about the subway. There's jokes about, like, living in New York in general. Like, the main character... The main character has um, the power of the eyes of God. He could literally see anything anywhere. Okay. Um, 
and he has been trying desperately to use this to turn profit, and no matter what he does or where he works, he cannot afford his apartment because the rent is just too damn high. This is the devil's <laughs> apart timer. Uh, no, this is uh, Kekai Sensen. Yeah. Um, you know, he tried, like, 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 and that's a big issue for him, you know? Like, he, he ends up getting a job at basically, like, a, 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 uh, you know, cool anime, supernatural-like investigation, you know, place. And he's still not paid enough to be able to afford, like, Manhattan prices. Like, it's, it's, it's just great. Like, if you, if, if... Uh, I don't know how you'll respond to this if you're not from the New York area, uh, but as someone who is in the New York area, just, um... It, it's great. There are vampires in Queens. Like, I mean, like... You were a vampire. Why would you go to Queens? I don't know. You, you can't yeah. swing through the air. You have to run through the <laughs> It is where you find a wife that is fit for a king. <laughs> um, so, Thank yeah. You, Jamie. Yeah. Another movie that apparently they're going to remake, and you're like, what? what? Why? Um, yeah. What was wrong with the old... Oh, for those of you who didn't get that reference, coming <laughs> to America. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Nothing was wrong with it. And there's uh, so many ways that could go wrong, like so many other remakes. So remakes. many ways. Yeah. Oh, um, but speaking of, of 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 black movies, fucking one thing I'm looking forward to in this coming year is goddamn Black, black Panther. Panther. I am all over that shit. Yeah. All over it. Although, and, yeah. and, uh, well, no, I'm not going to say that because it's not really... Well, it's okay. I can cover that. There's uh, more stuff that... Oh, you know what? I am worried. Uh, like, I think Black Panther is going to be great. Yeah. Um, but the nerd in me is worried that they're not going to use him very effectively in Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, um, no, no, no. Because yeah, the, the, of course the trailer, the trailer where he's like, you know, you know, strengthen our defenses and give this man a shield. It's like get this that, man a shield. That is not what Black Panther fucking does. First of all, if Captain America was just you know sitting in the fucking corner, you would have had him, given him like a fucking shield already. You know, yeah. uh, and second of all, like the shit that you're barking at, like the orders you're barking out are just shit you do during a battle anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's not what's cool about Black Panther. What's cool about Black Panther is that he's supposed to be the better strategist, you know, like he's, yeah. he, he's, well, he, I mean, let's, he's let's cool be magic fair. science there's, strategy. Yeah, like. Let's be fair. There's quite a, there's probably going to be quite a few characters that are going to be badly shortchanged. In, in Avengers Infinity War. But who's you know, directing that? I don't know. It's it's the Russo brothers again. Who, and they did Civil War and oh. Winter Soldier. Well, I like those two. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm hoping it'll be okay. Like, yeah, that's true. I also get the sense from like Captain America's facial hair mm -hmm. that he hasn't been really like anywhere anyone could find him for a quite a long time. Yeah, in the corner. Like. No, but I mean like he's not somewhere where Black Panther would be like, look, my country is full of vibranium and you can have a brand new shit of your own. Like he wasn't in that place to do that. I got the sense from that trailer. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, it's a it's a trailer. Let's just put it that way. No, I know. It's I mean, I understand. I do understand. You weren't there. You were the only other only person who was just like, yeah. I was like, oh, they're in Wakanda, and yet Black Panther and everyone else is still just kind of rally rallying behind Cap. And it was like, yeah, because he's Cap. No, but I mean, all those like run and charge scenes. I believe T'Challa was at the head of the charge. No, nope. no, it was Cap. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is, but it's also like uh, the counter argument to that 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 even people who like are uh, 
I listened to a bunch of po- like nerd podcasts, you know, uh, people of color like commenting on it, and they were like, "Yeah, you could be upset about that, but uh, the other way to look about look at that is, I mean, on on just like you know, oh, they're following the white dude, which is how you could look at that. But they were like, "Yeah, but if you look at that from like an actual character uh, perspective." Uh, as far as Cap is concerned, it was just like, no, there's a reason why everyone follows this dude. It's it's something I think that they actually haven't done enough of. I don't. I don't do in the MCU. I don't really have an issue with with them following Cap. I'm more of a problem with the scenes that they showed of Black Panther made Black Panther seem dry and like uninteresting you know like he was there completely yeah. in service i mean my my, my my supporting and counter argument to that mm-hmm. is that he's not going to be the only one <laughs> it, it it might be more of a bummer because he because it'll be on the heels of the black panther movie but like what was your argument though for like there are some people just follow what was that i, I didn't understand oh oh uh it's something they haven't really established in the mcu uh enough but there's an idea in the comic books that that they've established that like there's a couple characters and c rogers slash captain america is one of these people it's like when you're around him uh you trust him like there's it's not just like the way he talks the way he carries himself he just he just emanates they literally say this in the comic books a lot of like even people who you wouldn't think would normally fall behind cap or like respect him and follow follow him into battle not necessarily like fight with him as a lead be like there's a reason why he's leading everyone and it's something they've established like there's a reason why a god like thor would follow orders quote unquote from cap uh and they, it's something they've established really strongly in the comic books that they haven't re- they never really have established in the movies really strong enough i think like they were, they, everyone respects him because he's been around. the The basic premise that they have in the movies is, oh, it's because he's been around. You know, he World War Two, blah, blah blah blah. But it was like, no, in the comic books, it's more than that. They literally are characters who you wouldn't like the Punisher. They're in a bunch of the recent comics. Like, there's the Punisher is someone who was like Cap is the only one, only hero of the like Marvel superheroes. I think it was in like Civil War or something where yeah, like, see, when Cap tells him he, this. he doesn't actually Frank Castle doesn't say that. So after fucking it, it, after Frank Castle kills two supervillains who are trying to join Captain's America's like fighting force, he yeah. just murders them and he's like, "What?" And Captain America just beats the fucking shit out of him, but Frank Castle won't fight back. And somebody makes the comment that like, "What the fuck? Frank Castle's a maniac. Why isn't he fighting back?" He's like, "Cause Captain America's his hero. He grew up re- reading books about, reading yeah. comics about Captain America. So he's not gonna fight his hero." Yeah, and there's just a in the comic books, it's much more best better established that like there's the dude gives a, is like a presence and gives off a vibe. Uh, it and then I really need to go. Uh, I, I don't really want to end here, but we're not really ending because this is going to be pieced together from the Yeah, well, you know what's going to happen? Tune in next time when Jamie makes more mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. also doesn't play any more of the fucking games we suggest. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but uh, join in, us in 2018. Yeah. Uh, is that Hawkeye at one point is like talking to somebody and he's talking about Captain America and he, uh, and he goes, and it's like the contrast between like Clint Barton, uh, another guy who's been completely shortchanged in the MCU. Uh, but he's like, like yeah, there's just something about when Cap is around. It's like people just want to do the right thing and be good because he gives off this vibe. Or like people don't just respect him. They're like, I wanna He's America, Jesus. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, basically. And then he turns to the guy who's like he's like, look around. Captain America isn't here right now. Yeah, it was a cool cap it was a cool Hawkeye moment that they're never yeah, Alright, fuck it. Alright. Yes. Look forward to 2018. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do more more of these fucking things. Shit. More packages. If we're, if, we're, yeah. if we're not dead by then. And we'll all be the fat zombie in a while. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was actually the THX sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting totally oh, yeah. shit and shit and do shit. Now I have to do shit? Fuck you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Let's make this happen. Doing uh. stuff.